This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it is Tuesday, June 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a woman is facing attempted murder charges after a Philadelphia officer was hit by a vehicle during last month's unrest. Cell phone video captured the moment a Philadelphia police officer was run over after a group of alleged looters ransacked a business near 7th and Chestnut Street in Center City on May 30th. Officer Antonio Neves had surgery to repair a broken arm and shattered shoulder, then another surgery to reconstruct 12 broken ribs and a shattered sternum. He also had five fractured vertebrae in his back and his neck. He's in very bad shape right now at Jefferson Hospital. He's basically crushed from the waist up, said FOP Lodge 5 President John McNesby. On Monday, police say 41-year-old Angela Hall was arrested on charges of attempted murder and aggravated assault in connection with the accident. Neve's family is distraught and extended family members from Puerto Rico are on their way to Philadelphia to be by his side. McNesby says they will be by his side for quite a while. He's going to have a long recovery and he's going to need a lot of people to rally around him a lot of prayers right now mcnesby says did you say 12 broken ribs uh i mean he had like a whole list of things so originally when it happened um they reported it as a broken arm but uh what it was was his first surgery was this broken arm and shattered shoulder um so yeah he had to have surgery to reconstruct 12 broken ribs Yeah. yeah Philadelphia police are investigating after the body of a man was found on the banks of the Schuylkill River on Monday night. The discovery was made in southwest Philadelphia along the 3500 block of Schuylkill Avenue just before 7 p.m. Police say the man was found face down and had both legs severed. What's unusual? Oh, my God. Right? I know. So I I, I heard the Schuylkill River. Of course, you think, you know, know, somebody threw him in there or whatever, but um, apparently... Uh, He had both legs severed first. What's unusual is that both of the victim's legs were cut off from the upper thighs. The body also seemed to have some trauma to the head and face, said Chief Inspector Scott Small with the Philadelphia Police Department. It's unclear how exactly the man died. Uh, And obviously they're asking anyone who may have information or any type of tip to call police at 215-686-TIPS. Your third story about somebody thrown into a meat grinder this morning? Preston, Preston, good news. Pennsylvania officials will brief the state on youth sports this week while Montgomery County is moving Moving ahead with its own plan. Children playing sports. Children playing sports. The county's Office of Public Health cleared children's baseball and softball teams to practice during the yellow phase. Other low-contact sports may submit a request. Pennsylvania officials say guidance for Little League will also be included in their update this week. Uh, in the meantime, parks in Montgomery County will also begin a tiered opening this week based on CDC guidelines. Officials said social distancing obviously will be required and visitors must wear masks in the park uh, if they are if they are around others who are not from their household. The tiered openings begins with Norristown Farm Park on June and Kathy, they're going to do this wonderful thing. They're going to do some team building exercises by looking for bodies along the banks of the school. Oh, oh, yeah. Like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so it actually ties dovetails with the other story. Right. All right, let's do sports this morning. Yeah. 
Major League Baseball's latest proposal to players offered a higher potential salary than the last plan, but less guaranteed money over a 76-game season. The proposal included potential earnings that would cover up to 75% of players' prorated salaries over a 76-game season. Unfortunately, players and officials at the MLB Players Association did not embrace the proposal, continuing the gridlock that has prevented MLB from returning after a coronavirus-related delay to the beginning of its season. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell sent out a memo to all 32 teams outlining the protocols required for players to return to NFL facilities after the COVID-19 pandemic. The Eagles are still proceeding with their virtual offseason, so players and coaches are not yet back at the NovaCare complex. Even though NFL coaches are allowed to be in team facilities right now, the Eagles have decided to wait for that step until training camp time. The Eagles opened their training facilities in Lincoln Financial Field yesterday, but for select personnel only. And former Flyer Wayne Simmons is pushing for change against racism in the NHL and society. Yesterday, he revealed his experiences with racism, saying it sucks, it hurt. You've got to put on a brave face, and no one really knows how you feel on the inside. Yesterday, the NHL announced the creation of the new Hockey Diversity Alliance, an independent organization started by minorities who play professional hockey. Simmons is joined by an executive committee that also includes Flyers forward Chris Stewart. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, uh, Kathy. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want you to bear with me today. I'd, I'd like you to bear with me today. We've, we've been having malfunctions aplenty uh, before the show begins. And uh, while people are having serious problems in the world right now, just to be able to execute our job and, and, and produce a, a radio show... Uh, that uh, that hopefully you find entertaining. We need certain things to work, and they're not working this morning. So we're having some struggles behind the scenes. Not just one thing. No, many yeah. things. The six or seven backups for that thing are not working as well. Yes, the fail-safes have failed. The fail-safes have failed. And, uh, it's so, pandemonium. So we're having problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey's uh, mic stand is real noisy. Move no, that thing it's around. not. It was like, <laughs> as he was moving it around. The door's getting worse. The door is getting worse. <laughs> we're in, you want to hear it? Yeah. The door is actually crying right now. It is. Hang on. Go ahead. Open it, Steve. Let's see. You got to. And when when you when it closes, all right, he's got it open and it's going to swing close. Hang on. No, it was actually quiet that Whoa. time. Oh, wait a second. It kind of, it mm. cries. Did they, did they fix it? Yeah. Casey's right. Yeah. It, it, it cries and warbles and makes all these weird noises. And when you're in a studio environment, that might not be a big deal where you work. But when you're in a studio environment where things are supposed to be soundproof and, and audio is the key function of what you do, things like that can become a tad bit annoying. Uh, so some behind-the-scenes <laughs> malfunctions. We're moving forward. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but fortunately, all the news is light. Right. And all yeah. the entertainment stories I have company are light and fluffy and everything. No, it's it's a heavy day. So uh, we'll, we'll do our best. But we do have some rays of sunshine within there that we will focus upon like our coolest teacher of the year. Oh. You know, we did ask yesterday for Glassboro High School students to text in and tell us who they thought the coolest teacher of the year was. And, of course... They did that very thing, and I want to thank all the students who have been doing this. This is our last week of getting this done, by the way. Uh, and I am happy to announce that uh, the students have voted at Glassboro High School, the coolest teacher of this year, Mrs. Michelle Keating. All right, Mrs. Keating is a math teacher, and she's a chairperson for the STEM Academy. So uh, she's really into promoting 
uh, you know, science and mathematics yes. and everything that comes along with that. Uh, she's been teaching math at Glassboro for 33 years. Wow. How cool That's is that? That's how old that? you are, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thank you, Steve. Uh, she is a cancer survivor, mm-hmm. and her students actively hold fundraisers to collect uh, do- collect donations for Jefferson Health's uh, Sydney Kimmel's Cancer Center. Uh, so that's really cool. She was treated there in Washington Township. So um, we will uh, hopefully hear from Mrs. Keating at some point this morning and Excellent. give her that distinction of the coolest teacher and give her the coffee mug to carry forth and uh, go into next school year. So we got that going for us, which is nice. And uh, we got a few things to give away. So let's take well, a break. Hang on. We got to pick another school. Oh, my God. I forgot. Ooh, right. Oh, my God. There are distractions aplenty. Steve's turn. All right. Let's pick a new school, and Let's go uh, low. we will start the inviting for you to vote. And uh, he's reaching into the box. Come on. All right. Names, and now, Steve, who's it going to be? It is going to be Kennett High School in Kennett Square, PA. Kennett Square. All right, Kennett. Let's see who you think the coolest teacher of the year has been this past year. Uh, it's simple. You just text the word teacher, and then when you send, we send you a link, and uh, you take care of the rest. It's very, very easy. So, Kennett Square, Kennett High School. We want to know. You have about 24 hours, roughly, to get that vote in, but uh, make sure you let everybody know that it is indeed the case and that your school has been chosen, and we want to know, all right? With that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, some entertainment stories, and we'll give something away with a stupid question, so stay with us. We will be all right. Bye-bye. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I want to thank the texter who sent this in because they now have given me an earworm and I haven't even sung this out loud yet, but I'm going to share it with all of you. It says, get this out of your head. We all live in a yellow quarantine, (laughs) yellow quarantine, a yellow quarantine. You're welcome. All right. So we're going to do a stupid question and we are going to give away a digital download of the pulse pounding thriller Becky with Lulu Wilson, Kevin James and Joel McHale question I have for you this morning has to do with the game of pool. We just talked talk about snooker recently for with a stupid question. Now I'm going to the game of pool. They are different games. What does it mean? What is the term used when you put spin on the cue ball? 215-263-WMMR. You use the cue stick on the cue ball to create spin. What do you call that? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We will see if you know the answer. And I'm going to go to some birthdays. While you are indeed calling in today, Tuesday, June 9th, we will start with one from the world of music. The band is Muse, and their lead singer has a birthday today. Mr. Matthew Bellamy is 42 years old today. Never did get to see them, uh, you know, the last Drones tour. Which was supposedly amazing. Yeah, I mean, the footage that I saw of it and what they can do with that technology now is unbelievable. The precision that allows you to animate figures in the air, like skyscraper size, 
you know, considering wind and all that other stuff, and yeah. they managed to pull it off. This was obviously inside arenas, but it was amazing. Yeah, I'd like to know how much that sort of stuff costs. A ton. Yeah, a I mean, ton. like more than uh, like a, a fireworks show. Uh, that I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would I would assume that um, there, there are pros and cons to both, obviously. Right. But uh, yeah, it's it's a big ticket item. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and there's also when you're doing it in an indoor venue, the chance that one of those might uh, spiral out of control <laughs> and, and cap- smash into <laughs> yeah, decapitate a fan. But I didn't hear of anything like that happening. No decapitation. Course, so. That was the no decapitation store, Preston. Matt Bellamy is 42 today. Natalie Portman. It's her birthday as well. She is uh, 39 years old. You know where she's really good in? Uh, have you seen the movie Annihilation? No, and I would like to. Uh, it's a sci-fi it's, movie, yeah, right? It's trippy. Yeah. It's from the, the, the guy who did uh, Ex Machina. Yeah. Okay. And um, and it's it's trippy. It's it's a real sort of uncomfortable ending. It's that, cool. That like, bear thing is really, really yeah, wild. Yeah, there's yeah. just weird stuff. Uh, you didn't give anything away, did you? No, no. Okay, there's, uh, there's a talking bear. Okay. <laughs> he says something about like bear necessities. Yeah, okay. No simple bear necessities. Uh, all right, but that's where like this alien thing is like forming, right? In the uh... right. So there, there's actually okay. the, there, or there, you think they, it is. They're terrified. It appears that an alien entity or culture is terraforming part okay. of Earth. Then that's that's the okay. movie. Yep. I, I, need, felt... I, I saw like just this much of it. Right. I need, I need to watch more. I fell down uh, one of those YouTube holes uh, talking about the Marvel universe and her role in the, in Thor. And apparently, at one point, she came she became really um, disgusted, I guess, with like uh, the, their choice of directors. So she walked away. And and this is one of these YouTube videos where you're not quite sure if everything is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she walked away, and that's why she wasn't in uh, some of the later Thor movies mm. and, and like the beginning of uh, Avengers Endgame. But apparently, she's made good because she went to the Endgame. Um, uh, premiere. She's also coming back as Thor herself, and she's going to be in yeah. the next Thor. Wow! Movie. No, no, yeah. she's going to be in. Um, she's going to be Jane Foster in the next Thor. Oh, movie. is she? Okay, yeah. She she worked her way back into the universe. All right. Uh, she's thirty nine today. Uh, it's Johnny Depp's birthday today. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp is fifty seven years old. So over the weekend on Peacock, which is the new um, oh. channel that's uh, available, it's I think it's it was already set up on Xfinity. If you have it. I watched a couple of episodes of the original 21 Jump Street. And wow. Johnny Depp looks like he's seven years old. Yeah. And he, you know, it starts off where he's an actual cop, and then they set up this this new team of young-looking cops to infiltrate the schools. And uh, it's horrible, but it's great horrible. He hated that show. Did yeah. He really? Hated yeah. it. It was totally against what he wanted to do. Yep. Uh, but it, it got his foot in the door. You know? Yeah. On a side, all right, so I never watched that when I was younger, and that probably would have been or probably should have been in my wheelhouse. But there was another show, Steve, Freaks and Geeks. Is yeah. that available? Like, yeah, it anywhere? is. Where you can, I, just, just it's do not a, on Netflix. Just do a general search on, like, Apple TV. Or I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> that might be your only option. I think that's the, that's the I, biggest thing. You have to point. use that before you, the preamble is I don't want to pay for it. Right. Happy birthday, Johnny Depp. Michael J. Fox uh, has his birthday today as well. Uh, celebrating his 59th and still acting uh, despite, you know, the Parkinson's. And it's uh, you it's know, amazing. He's, he's uh, it's it's definitely you've seen it progress, but he has a really good handle on it. And, uh, you know, he's getting proper medication and so on to control. He, he was a continuing character on Rescue Me. OK. Uh, yeah. And uh, he was really good. It's Jackie Mason's birthday. Oh, my God. This is Jackie Mason's theme. Yeah, that's his theme. La, la, la. Uh, <laughs> you say Sha, I say la, 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 la. <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's a long, long time comedian, obviously, but also The Simpsons. Rabbi Hyman Krustovsky. 
uh, Krusty's father, Krusty the Clown's dad. What makes Jackie Mason so good is that you there, there'll be times when you're not exactly sure what he's talking about, but it's funny. Like he talks to you. Know, I went to my psychiatrist. He says, "This isn't you." I said, "It looks like me." You know. So he'll do these things. You're like, "Okay," but yeah. and you're along for the ride, and you just start laughing. Yep. Uh, right. How old is he? Eighty nine. One hundred and fifteen. Eighty nine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's almost up there to ninety. Uh, Gloria Rubin, who formerly played ER's uh, Jeannie Boulay. You always talk about her. There you go. She's 56. Boulay, Boulay, Boulay. Mae Whitman. I actually had to look her up. I know exactly who she is in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. She's one of the, she's the female evil ex in that movie. She's hilarious in it. Uh, she's 32. She was also on the show uh, Parenthood. Oh, she was the Duff, right? Uh, yeah, she was in the Duff. That is correct. Yeah. I like that movie. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a guilty pleasure. Uh, then the last birthday I saw is local gal Heather Mitz. Heather Mitz is 42 years old today. And uh, Heather's awesome. I haven't seen her in a little while, but uh, she's great. Uh, and still, is she still working with the union, do we know? Or? Well, is anybody really working for the union right now? Well. Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I believe she is. I follow her on Twitter, and she is, um, she does like these physical fitness things. And I just, the last one she did, I was like, I can't. You want me to do a series of those? I couldn't yeah, even I do, do one. one it's too much work to watch this. <laughs> Happy 42nd birthday to Heather Mitz. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. In the game of pool. Uh, when you spin the cue ball, what is that called? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Justin when you put spin on it. Hey, Justin, how you doing? We all live in a yellow <laughs> And there it is. It begins. It begins. All right, what's the answer, bud? It's uh, English. English, yes. <laughs> One moment, Justin. Going to get your info. And uh, we'll give you a digital download of the Pulse Pounding Thriller, Becky, starring Lulu Wilson, Kevin James, Joel McHale. Uh, when a rebellious teen goes on a weekend getaway with her father, a group, convicts, uh, a group of convicts wreak havoc on their lives, forcing an epic fight for survival. Stream it instantly on Rebox uh, On Demand today. Redbox, let's try that again. Uh, rated R, by the way. So the follow-up to that, and, and I've only been able to do it a handful of times. You know what it's called when you can actually... Spin the ball so much that it goes out and comes back and around. Yeah, yeah. You can do it. You've done it. I a handful of times. Yeah, I yeah. can't do it. It's really hard every time. Yeah, yeah. You know what that's called? No, it's called the Messier. The Messier. Yeah, it's got a term to it. So mm-hmm. if you can do that. You're pretty badass. All right, we're going to start with entertainment news about Terry Crews. Uh, awesome guy. He's love, great. Love having him by here. Is such a great interview. He's clarifying some controversial black supremacy uh, language that he used in a tweet while also saying that black men aren't recognized as victimized until they're dead. The Brooklyn Nine-Nine star tweeted over the weekend, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like it or not, we are all in this together. Uh, Soon after responses were ignited, Orlando Jones, a notable one, wrote, uh, black supremacy, we represent 13% of the U.S. population, hold no institutional power, and gaslight our co-workers. We got 99 problems, and your math isn't the only one. On Monday, Cruz hit up Twitter to share his thoughts upon further reflection, writing, Please know that everything I've said comes from a spirit of love and reconciliation for the black community first, then the world as a whole, in hopes to see a better future for black people. And another tweet he added, I believe it is important we uh, not suffer from groupthink, And we keep minds of our own and be allowed to ask difficult questions to each other. I believe this dialogue is important as we get through this trauma together. I love you. 
Uh, he also spoke uh, with NBC, saying that he's dealt with racism since he was a kid. He said, uh, I've been victimized since I was a kid. I mean, uh, being a black man in America, there's so many things that I had to blink past in order to make it and continue to exist. Uh, he said, most of the time, as black men, we're not recognized as victims until we're dead. Having had Terry Crews in here, can you think of a more positive, Mm-mm. more caring guy, a guy who's a, a sincere, you know, our, our BS meter's pretty good, and he he's a guy who's the real deal. So yeah. when you say it came from a, a place in his heart, I, I have every confidence that's the case. I agree. I agree. He's a, he's he's one of the good eggs, man. He's such a great guy. And, just, and just so a positive. Positive, yeah. Every, yeah. Time he, every time he's been in here, we're all, like, grinning. Yep. Uh, Tiger King's star Joe Exotic has sent a chilling letter from prison that appears to be a suicidal cry for help, uh, according to TMZ. The letter is addressed to supporters, fans, loved ones, and opens by asking Donald Trump to grant him his freedom. Uh, I'm sure he'll get right on that. Absolutely. There's, there's nothing else going on in the country, so the, let's hop on that. The tone gets dark from there, and he says, my soul is dead. As he describes his struggle to keep up his hope behind bars. That beautiful bright light has been extinguished. He says that uh, he is tormented by reports that his husband Dylan is moving on without him. And adds that he hasn't heard from uh, Dylan. Had You just quoted Dylan, yeah. I think it was a few days ago. He went on a podcast with this letter from him saying... Swore unending love, yeah. yes. Um, it's, 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 it's a romance of the, for the ages. It's Shakespearean exactly. in the length and breadth of its passion. <laughs> At least he got a gay one this time. You know? Yes. Like it seems like the... First no, none, of the other, none of the other guys who willingly chomped down on his unit, were, they were all hetero. Uh, it's... If you haven't seen the... You got to see it to believe it. You got to see it to believe it. Exotic says that he he needs medication for his health conditions and predicts, quote, I'll be dead in two to three months without help. Uh, He tosses out a plea... How long with help? uh, ...for help with Cardi B and Kim Kardashian (laughs) and suggests that he get better treatment. Uh, He'd get better treatment if he wasn't white. Uh, His team has been campaigning for a pardon from Trump... But it looks like that ship has sailed, apparently. So, so Cardi B is the outreach that he figured would work. I, you know, yeah. it's Joe Exotic. <laughs> so he, he must yeah, have been like, Demi Demi Lovato, Cardi B. Demi Lovato, Cardi B. All right, Cardi B. Donald Trump's activity on Twitter often creates head-scratching moments, but his latest move is truly confusing. As a new episode of Issa Rae's HBO show Insecure aired... Trump liked a tweet that read, this is how I wanted tonight's episode of Insecure to end. Damn Molly. Uh, The tweet featured a gif of characters from the color purple in a field of flowers participating in a clapping game. And that's strange in and of itself, but this like was the first one Trump has handed out ever on his Twitter account, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, fans. He quick- also liked No Sad Bro. Uh, he did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Who doesn't? You, you forgot that. I just wanted you to be accurate in your... Uh, fans <laughs> quickly delved into the psychology of it, as did Ray herself, who tweeted, What the F is this? And her co-star uh, from Lovebirds, uh, Kumal Nanjiani, uh, tweeted, Well, I found one thing I have in common with him. We're both big fans of Issa Rae. So... No word exactly. Look at that bridge is being built. To why that occurred. I think it was an accident, but <laughs> who knows, man. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom uh, revealed guidelines for film and TV productions to resume in Hollywood after months of shutdown due to coronavirus. Uh, music, TV, and film production may resume in California. He also Re- said nothing featuring Tony Danza. Uh, recommend- <laughs> recommended no sooner than June 12th. 
and uh, a subject to approval by county public health officers within the jurisdictions of operations following their review of local uh, epidemiological data, including cases of uh, per 10,000 population, <laughs> rate of test positivity, and local preparedness to support a health care surge. Vulnerable populations, kind of blah, blah, blah. This is... From the Department of Public Health. I have a friend who's uh, been working as a PA down in Marvel Studios in uh, outside of um, Atlanta in Georgia. And uh, Georgia has been given the all clear. However, they're not able to go back to work because their offices in L.A. aren't open yet. So they're, that they're, wild? they're all this sitting around. And like uh, she was on the set where um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah, is being yeah. filmed. And, and they're really close to finishing a lot of these things. But anyway... They're just sitting there waiting, and and they'll get to back to work soon, hopefully, but just not quite there yet. Yeah, so that's happening, and th- those are good signs, obviously. Yeah. But the uh, the interesting news also, Preston, is that in New Zealand, they've rolled back a lot of the restrictions. I don't know if you have this, uh, but uh, James Cameron and the Avatar crew are back to filming. Yeah, I did see the New Zealand uh, revealed that uh, they haven't had any new cases, and it looks like, yeah. uh, as of now, everything looks like it. it the ship on coronavirus may have sailed in New Zealand. So yeah. if they can, if we can get another Avatar movie, <laughs> then uh, I'm, Listen, I'm all for it. Listen, if the pandemic yields us a good Avatar movie, I think right. that's a win. Yep, and we could all head back to, was it Pandora? Yeah. Pandora. Pandora. And then let those big earth-moving vehicles that yep. the bad guys use roll over our heads. Yeah. Pandemia. Maybe it'll change it to yeah. that. Um, Elmer Fudd is putting down his guns for the reboot of the classic Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoons on oh, HBO man. Max. Okay. Uh, Peter Browngart, the series executive producer and showrunner, told the New York Times, we're not doing guns, but we can do cartoony violence. Uh, TNT, the Acme stuff. I uh, said all that was kind of grandfathered in. Uh, so they're going to make a change. I didn't even know they were rebooting that stuff. They, they have failed. Uh, in <clears throat> I, I enjoyed Animaniacs. And I enjoyed some of those other stuff. Right. But the classic Looney Tunes are, are already already there. And there's so much great stuff. I think we have an audio clip of uh, the classic Elmer Fudd, Duck Season, Wabbit Season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shh. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> I say it's duck season, and I say fire. <laughs> <laughs> of the uh, that particular episode, what what is your favorite thing that happens to uh, to oh. Daffy's bill? Well, well, when it when it blows back so far, <laughs> it's around there's just a, a rounded nub, yeah. and then he he grabs both parts and pushes it forward. Okay, the favorite thing is. Uh, when duck season, rabbit season, or, or the one that was shoot him now, shoot him. He, he doesn't have to shoot me now. He can shoot me later. And they both walk home, yeah. and they go into the house, and you see a flash of light. Yeah. But the way da- uh, Bugs keeps backing him into this corner that he can't get out of is hilarious. Uh, there was one as far as shooting goes that that I loved <laughs> where. Uh, the, the, I forgot, it was for a TV show, and Daffy's in the middle of it, and all these hunters come in, and they all shoot him at the same time. And Bugs goes, ah, they always use blanks on TV. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Da- Daffy spits out like a hundred, a hundred, uh, uh, buckshot, bug or, you know, a birdshot, and just goes, have a handful of blanks. <laughs> uh, Let's try that again. Yeah, yeah. So, duck season, wabbit season. Yeah, right there. That's is one of the best. We're looking we're at looking video at here in the studio of, of Daffy's Bill. I like when it spins around his head. And goes, yeah. <laughs> over and over. Uh, but... Let's try that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's that's what they're going to do. Well, and... that's dumb. He's a hunter. 
Well, I know, but uh, listen, they're going to switch it up, and it's not going to do you any difference. Give him a battle axe. It's, it's for a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? He's only going to club everything to death. Give him that, <laughs> you know that thing that they carry in Silent Hill, Preston, <laughs> that huge blade? You want to see the really violent cartoons? Tom and Jerry, man. Oh, yeah. So that's where Itchy and Scratchy come yes. from. It, it's, it, and, and some people say, oh, that's crazy. If you look at the original Tom and Jerry stuff, there was stuff not too far from that going on. There's one that I remember where somehow or another uh, Jerry got Tom's mouth onto a vacuum cleaner and made him essentially the vacuum cleaner bag <laughs> and then went over to a fireplace <laughs> where the coals were and sucked up all the coals into his stomach. And Ooh. I mean, like, <laughs> dude... <laughs> They used to slay. Yeah, it's totally. It's that's where itchy and scratchy. Came Absolutely, from. I will yeah. tell you this though. Again, and I say this: anyone who's studying comedy, who wants to learn the nuance of comedy, go to the original Looney Tunes, the Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, none better. And then, and then the comedy vocalizations of, of Mel Blanc. Yeah. Oh, he's genius, un- unparalleled. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Netflix's Cheer and VH1's RuPaul's Drag Race lead nominations for the second annual Critics' Choice. Real TV Awards, which recognize excellence in nonfiction, unscripted, and reality programming across broadcast, cable, and streaming wow. platforms. They didn't pick too hot to handle. It's the reality show, essentially. Uh, I'm so glad awards. they're doing this because television doesn't have enough award shows. <laughs> God. I think we've all agreed that if there's something that you feel when you sit down at night to watch TV, you say, where are the award shows? Uh, so these are the Critics' Choice Real TV Awards. Real is real Come in quotations. On. It should be. Uh, the winners will be announced June 29th. Jeff Probst has been pegged as the winner of the Critics' Choice Real TV Impact Award for his ongoing contributions to the unscripted television industry as host of Survivor. Probst, um, Probst is state-of-the-art when it comes to that stuff. The way he handles it. I haven't watched Survivor in years. Uh, but he... Uh, he he is to that what Alex Trebek is to uh, a quiz show. He's he's got it down. Yep. Uh, so the branch president Ed Martin said our nominees for the 2020 Critics Choice Real TV Awards reflect the broad range of dynamic unscripted content available on all television platforms. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, we are once again honored to bring much-deserved attention to the best of reality TV, a genre that continues to entertain and educate us all. Oh, it's educating. It's us. educating us all. Uh, yeah, like you know uh, how you, yeah. Like 90 Day Fiance, which is what yeah. my wife is stuck on. 90 Day Fiance, oh, six, my 600-pound life. Dude, my 90 Day Fiance, it's it's mail-order brides. That's I what mean, it is. What's what the it, new one? Oh, really? What's the new one? Were they going to have a kid? Were they actually going to procreate? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about right. that a few days ago. I oh. don't know. Uh, uh, Kristen Davis' is host. Uh, from yes. Yes. Like, by my baby daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Davis. You had a career. And <laughs> a lucrative one. Uh-huh. They must have thrown some money at her ass. I guess so, man. Wow. Okay. Uh, Labor Oprah. of love. That's what it is. Labor, Labor of, of love. love. Uh, I see. It's always a play on words. Uh, Oprah will host a two-night TV town hall addressing racism in America following all the protesting of uh, George Floyd. The event uh, dubbed, or not of, uh, the, the murder of George Floyd, Floyd, I should say. The event dubbed own Spotlight, Where Do We Go From Here, is scheduled to air June 9th and 10th. It's available on OWN. It's also also its social channels, uh, Discovery Channel, TLC, HGTV, and the Science Channel. Uh, according to David Salzov, the president and CEO of Discovery Incorporated, there's no one like Oprah to bring us all together at this critical moment in our history to offer insights, perspective, and action. 
Uh, and so that is coming up on two nights, June 9th and 10th. You will be able to see that. Have you ever watched anything on OWN? I, I, when Not, it first came on, I watched it a little bit. I watched her interviews with, I think she had Letterman on and stuff like that. But it, it um, I think out of the gate, the perception was, well, it's Oprah. This is going to be a major player. It's it's held on, but yeah. it hasn't. I don't think it's really I, got I, a lot of traction. I have no idea yeah, what yeah. number it is. Um, <laughs> you know, you really don't even have to anymore because you just, you just find Lord Lord that voice remote. Right. <laughs> What's I do. That, I don't know the number for any. Oh, I don't either. Any channel. Here's what I know. Here's what I know that the the local network channels start at 800. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So you start with the you know 803, I guess for you know and so on. And then, and then right. my, uh, I'm sorry, 802, right, Steve? That's me, TV, Preston. Yeah. Oh, okay, and then the uh, my premium channels start on 600, uh, and then when I actually go on to that, it takes me to a 1200 number for some reason. I <laughs> no don't know kidding. why. Yeah, but I, but that's what I was using because I'm a movie watcher. Yeah. Uh, so I just basically type in 600 and then I start scrolling through what's on the premium. See, channels. my premium started 300, so that's where my HBO is. Oh, wait a minute, you're right. Oh. Three hundred. Okay, I was wrong. Three hundred HD stuff. Now you know. Have you have you done the contextual search by movie quote? I have, no. uh, but I I've found that some of them work and some of them don't. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't really do it that often. It's kind of cool. I played around with yeah, it yeah, once, yeah. but. Um, like if you if you type in, you know be. you can't handle the truth or something like that it's going to know that right it, you can't go let's go for a cup of coffee and expect them mm-hmm. the movie yeah it has to be something that's sort no, of no so if I went into my remote and I said uh, suck my fat one you cheap dime store hood you might find Stand by Me right yeah maybe wow. yeah you've never done the movie quote thing no it's, it's kind of fun yeah if it's if it's iconic enough yeah it'll work yep um all right and one more story and I don't know who. Trevi Moran is it uh Trevi Moran is a YouTuber and was on X Factor, although I don't know the X Factor talent. Uh but Trevi Moran has come out as tr- a transgender woman in a video titled Coming Out I Am Female. She explained the decision has been a long time in the works and uh on the vlog said, "Hi, my name is Trevi Moran. I am a transgender female." She began uh saying, "It's a good start. I can't believe I just said that out loud." I've dealt with this feeling my entire life, and I know that I'm a woman deep uh, down inside. It's just a feeling you know. I first came out as gay in 2015, but I, I, it just says YouTuber and X-Factor, so I don't really know. Not, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm not familiar talent. with X-Factor stars. I know that X-Factor, did X-Factor yield uh, One Direction, or was it uh, Britain's Got Talent? There's, God, I There's so many goddamn shows. All right, I so know. wait, X-Factor was like American Idol? X Factor preceded American. Idol. Okay, so all right, so yeah. X Factor is only a singing show. Uh, I believe so. Okay, yeah. whereas the talent oh, one, so okay, a singer. There you go. Okay, I thought, I thought she, she uh, might have been a dancer. I thought. Uh, <laughs> thank you for clearing that up. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Dance? Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> and with that, we'll go to the clips. Genetic genealogist C.C. Moore uses her unique research skills to transform the face of crime-solving in The Genetic Detective. This is good. This is a good show to watch. Yeah, it's a very good show. In this clip, CeCe discusses her background with working with law enforcement. Here is the clip. So I started developing the techniques that are currently being used for law enforcement investigations back in about 2011. And it was for people that were adopted, donor-conceived, people that were born overseas to American soldiers, so all types of unknown parentage. And at the time, I certainly never expected that it would lead me to working in law enforcement and on cold cases. Holy no way! 
Uh, the Genetic Detective airs tonight, 10 o'clock on ABC. So it's... Um, well, like un, unsolved crimes. Yeah, she, or? she she takes her her. She uses the, the the real raw as science to to help solve cases. I think there's about three episodes into it now. Is cool. That, is that what our uh, not your average listener was uh, a few months ago? Was she a genetic detective? Do you I remember? Think was, I think it was D, uh, DNA. Right? Was, was it, it DNA? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. man, that stuff is fascinating and yeah. just so far beyond my ability to comprehend how they're mm-hmm. able to do it. Well, think of the amount of DNA that is used to free people who were um, yeah. wrongfully yeah. convicted. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next clip. Jim Gaffigan's comedy special, Noble Ape, will air as part of the weekly stand-up series, The CW Happy Hour. And in this clip, Jim discusses where he came up with the name. And here it is. The title, Noble Ape, uh, was inspired because I I think of myself as, uh, I mean, all humans are animals, but I think of myself as kind of a big lumbering ape who kind of um, lives off of animal instincts, but I aspire to be something more. So that kind of ties into noble <laughs> You know what? I, I, what amazes me about Jim Gaffigan is that he has still, after the years and years and hundreds and hundreds of hours of comedy that he's done, he still finds a way to make food a big part of his comedy routine. Well, we go to that well all the time we because because it is a function of life. Yeah. And it's forever yielding stuff to yeah. talk about. The way he approaches it in his puffy Gaffigan style is great. You you talk about how Tom Papa is a surgeon as far as the economy of language. That's yep. Jim Gaffigan as Same well. Same thing. Yeah. I agree. All right, there you go. That's what I got for you, our entertainment report this morning. Uh, We picked a new school. Before I say which school that is, I also want to remind you that we had tallied up the votes from uh, the coolest teacher for Glassboro High School, and it's Mrs. Michelle Keating, who's been there for 33 years. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Teaching, yeah, which is uh, pretty wild. Yeah, she's been at that school teaching math for 33 years. Awesome. So I'm glad she gets this uh, vote from the students. Uh, but we chose another school, and we put it up to you. Kennett High School of Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. Uh, you have to text the word TEACHER to 39333. We're going to send you this link, and you will get us the information on who you think the coolest teacher of the past year has been. And then we only have uh, two more to go. We have tomorrow and then Thursday, and then we are done choosing schools. Fridays we, Friday, we'll award the uh, the very last one for the year. And then uh, the Stanley Cup. And then the Stanley oh, Cup. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, drink out of it. And then we lead to the Stanley <laughs> Cup. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. It's been a crazy school year, but no less demanding for our talented and dedicated teachers. For the eighth year in a row, the Preston and Steve Show presents their annual salute to the coolest teachers. Listen to MMR weekdays at 6.15 when the latest high school is revealed, prompting those students to vote for their favorite teacher. Upon him or her will be bestowed the honorary and official Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher Coffee Mug to proudly display on your desk, the one in your home or in your classroom when you return. Details at PrestonandSteve.com. 93 It has been a very turbulent and uh, crazy year, and one of the things that we miss from our pre-pandemic and craziness lives, uh, hugging. Maybe at the oh, top of the list. I just got a virtual hug from Steve Vassilotti in the hallway. He was, oh, you did? Yeah, was, how did? How did that? 
uh, he, was, he was on one end of the mm-hmm. hallway, and I was on the other, and he made the hugging motion because okay. he hadn't seen me since I got back to work yesterday. And, uh, it was and then really, you did YMCA. And, well, not, and then I gave him a virtual handy, which was... <laughs> no, but it was it was nice. It was, it was cool to see him, and it was a, a nice gesture. That's nice, but the actual physical, the, the touching, the, the physical affection and, and that connection reduces stress it there there's a physical there's a thing that actually takes place there is an actual need as creatures as beings yes. we do need that it actually benefits you yeah i i, I learned early on shut up wow Kev. this coming from the woman who puts the tarp down over the bed before <laughs> right you're, you're not a hugger Listen, my yes, Jace, I hug him a hundred times a day. I give him kisses, you know, all day long. Oh my God. But anyone else? No, I am so glad to not have to hug anyone. Wow. Okay. Is that bad? You, wait, you, I, this is Dennis sitting up in the room right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, no, listen, I, I learned early on the, the power of a hug, especially with my kids and more specifically my daughter, that, that when when upset that can change everything. Yet, they're the first to call the cops when you hug somebody else's kids. In That's the mall. right. Trust, <laughs> What's that? You're trust, trust me. Yeah. Trying trust to be nice. me. Mm-hmm. There's no, the... that. I... Go that ahead. I get. That, That's what I. That's what I said. That is. That to me is different. But like other, like other people, just like a random. Like if I would have seen Steve Vasilotti in the hallway and he gave me a hug, I would have been like, "Get away from me." Even though you know him and he's a good guy and you're friends yeah, well, with him, you've known him for you. years and years. Yes, I love Steve. I love you, but I don't necessarily want to hug you. God, you're cold. <laughs> well, okay. you know, after they, they, Steve, she, they'd got it on a while ago and things ended poorly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It got weird. Right. It got weird. But he's <laughs> happily married now, and so is Kathy. But things Listen, got I'm a little. Glad to avoid that whole like Casey and I will sometimes do it as a joke. Like if we go to you know we see each other in the studio where they're together all morning long, and then like we'll have an event later, and you see each other, and you're like you know we joke around like what are you doing? It, like a joke hug, like oh yeah, hey, how are you? But like that happens in real life with people who you're like. Like, you're wow. not sure. Do I hug? Listen. Do I not? So if hugging's going away and we can all agree, we don't have to do that awkwardness. <laughs> I mean, no. yes, it can be awkward. There are, there are awkward moments. There are, there's a moment that occurred yesterday that, that is the best moment I've had in a month. I, when I got home, my, my wife's outside and she came over and said, I need a hug. And we just hugged. And it was just, oh. it was. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and that. That can take. That's different. That is, that's that not is what I'm healing about. because that's Steve and his wife have a soul. That's is that what, that's why yeah. that's different? <laughs> Listen, because I, I, there's it, love present. <laughs> in all the years that we've worked together, I have hugged you a couple of times, Kathy, and that's usually been like, like if we're going on a, like a two week vacation and we know we're not going to see each other for Jesus, a while, we'll do it. are huge. Or at the or, or right before Christmas vacation, okay, yeah. we'll give a little hug. Hey, yeah. have a, you know? And does do you hate that? I don't hate it. I just don't think it's necessary. Oh my <laughs> Kathy, god! Kathy, you have yeah, yeah. Da- stranger danger. Yeah. Stranger danger. <laughs> right? Kathy likes it when I walk up behind her and I hug her from behind. Oh. You know, and I yeah. wrap your arms yeah. and lay, yeah. lay your head on her back. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> let me adjust these. Your breast fell out of whack. Wow. I mean, Casey, you're a, a big hugger. Like, <laughs> am I? Yeah, I think so. You're you're big on physical contact. You yes. like touching people. I definitely like. And so, Chuck D'Amico is. It's been bothering me for the past couple of months that I haven't been able to 
treat him like my little brother, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, so that, yeah, no, but... Um, Casey loves to come up and rub people's backs. Hey, yeah. how you doing? I, 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 do, I do like that. I do like the... the um, and I, again... From Casey? You I like start, that? Well, listen, if I Casey... Don't do if Casey no, but if no. Casey would put his arm... Or, listen, he, he'll, he'll pat me on the back and stuff like that. Those are, those are genuine signs of warmth that, uh, that are healing, I think. And so on that level, I do get it. But then there are people, obviously, who don't understand boundaries yeah and i think to some point that's what kathy's <laughs> addressing right well so listen i actually have a friend uh pre-pandemic pre any of this where we had an awkward hug once after we went to dinner and she was like i'm not a hugger and i was like done and we like we have literally been friends for i think 15 years at this point and like we just know we don't hug we say hi we say mm-hmm. bye when we see it's each other right and to the double-headed <laughs> <laughs> I I want to when this is done when we're in the green and yeah. it's done and everybody feels comfortable I want to have just a big public group hug, hug. event <laughs> I do I really do and Kathy's like, not freaking invited No yeah, I would no. never I know you would I know you would but I want I I want us to do that I want to have a Preston and Steve hug in when this is all over because I think they're great. I love them. I I, I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And also, and also, in in when things are, when things are wonderful, and when things are, I have memories of people in my life that that revolve around that. You words will elude you, but that what will convey everything. Do you know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. So Absolutely. even even with like a stranger. Well, no, Kathy. I mean, Gary Lauer. I'm talking about specifically. Um, no, no, but no. He's no. not even a stranger well, anymore. No, even with like... a stranger or people that that I don't. People have been in duress, or people. Uh, there was. I remember when when I was like nineteen, twenty. There was. A, there was a. That's the year. No, when I was nineteen or twenty years old, and there was a girl in a car accident. Uh, she had just gotten into a car accident. I got out, and she she ran over, and she was just so scared. And, and I, you know, I was trying to help her, and she, and she just hugged me, and that's all she needed at that yeah. time. And yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. remember that moment. Yeah. I've carried that all the years of my life. I've had people that, uh, believe it or not, and I know this this is hard to believe, that make a, an emotional connection to our radio show. Yeah, and and for you know they they love what we do, and maybe at, at the MM barbecue or wherever it may be. I, I remember one night my band was playing. This gal showed up, and she was actually kind of in tears with a chance to say hello and thank me for the sh- the work that we do on the show and i'm like well get over i want to give yeah. you a hug I, right. you know and i i yes kathy yes absolutely so even <laughs> a stranger totally why what do i have to fear i mean you the know germs? sometimes oh you know <laughs> oh you were made for this lifestyle listen i ran into i ran into somebody uh i, I in the hallway at the station um and this person had had been through something and had actually she was crying a little bit and so I, I you did got a give, tissue no but I did give her <laughs> pat a hug it on the I head felt, there there like well yeah because I felt like this girl she needs something like right now she is hurting and you know and so I I did give her a hug although it's not somebody I would hug on a normal everyday let basis. me ask you and and you had to be honest did you first put coffee filters over your hands before you reach <laughs> I was around? like stay here I'll be right back let me get some saran wrap. I, I got a lab coat. 
Preston, you're great because you telegraph your hugs, too. And when you come in for a hug, your arms go wide. Yes. Like, you literally make the physical gesture of sticking your hands out way wide. And so people know that the hug is coming. And I wonder if when you do that, it freaks the hell out of Kathy because it's, it telegraphs it love might. and warmth. My wingspan from tip to tip is six feet, six inches. I measure wow. it. Wow. No, yeah, yeah, that's I have great. a very wide wingspan. <laughs> so it can be a little intimidating. Yeah, but in a, I don't think it's intimidating unless you're afraid of hugs. It's like, like Freddy Krueger. Remember that first nightmare on Elm Street when his arms go out yeah, all the way? Yeah. 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 Another thing I don't like about hugs <clears throat> is Human when contact. the person, and this this does, Preston falls into this a little bit, but like a really tall person hugging you, you're basically hugging their nipples. Like, the, mm. what, what's you're happening? No, you're kissing Your their nipples. are on my fur. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Like Todd Harriman's or, you know, like any of those those taller football players or athletes that come in, it's it's awkward. I, I Listen, it's great what, to yeah, see you, What about the other way? How about your... when Danny DeVito hugs you? I mean, his his face is right in your cleavage. Yeah, that's like a little kid. I'm like, hey, oh, come God. here. <laughs> Suffocate you. No, I understand. But she, so you do, but you do get that healing thing from hugging Jace. So you're, you're, you're not a, a complete no, listen, ice you're, you're, princess. Yes. Like, yes. You, yes, yes. Your children, your husband, your wife. <laughs> I, to me, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, yeah. that's different. I, I'm talking about just acquaintance oh. or, say, co-worker. I think there's some. <laughs> Something to be said, though, for that president. Well, you and I are on the same boat on this. Then, yeah, I, I agree 100. The, percent the, the the joy and the emotion that can be honestly conveyed through that, if it's sincere and you're not looking to cop a cheap feel, is uh, is is really everything. As you can imagine, there's a lot. As you can imagine, uh, there there are a lot of. As you can imagine, there are a lot of texts coming in. And one of them stood out among the others. Said, "Kathy, you are cold, and Speed is a great movie." <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny for me, Kath, is that your dad is incredibly affectionate. In fact, he kissed me once. Yes. So, on the lips. And, and you know, so it, this does not come from your parents. That means that there's, somebody's going to murder you, Nick. That's, I suppose. The member of the family's going to kill you. It might not mean what I thought it meant. You broke my heart. But do you, well, do, I do you hug say, your parents, Kath? Are you yeah, affectionate with them? Yeah. It's like, again, I, I probably, uh, you guys are misunderstanding a little bit, or maybe I misspoke. So, um, yes, like with my family, absolutely. Like, my, my brothers, when we say goodbye to each other, yep, like, give a hug. My parents, what kind absolutely. Of hug? I mean, now is a little bit different of a time, mm-hmm. but um, yes, that that would be normal, but... Um But again, strangers, no. Yeah, like to, like uh, like an acquaintance, uh, like maybe, maybe a really good friend, but on, like the majority of my friends, no, I'm not going to hug them when I say bye to them. No, no, no. Well, okay, there, there are lines of delineation here that, that um, I, I get what you're saying on one level, but I... Uh, again, it's it's too powerful a thing to um, to, to dismiss or. Wow. <laughs> and even wow. the hugs that Preston's talking about, like like the big two arm go in for a hug. Yeah. Like to me, that's saved for uh, family and loved ones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not... I, you know, I, the the older I get, the more sentimental I've, uh, I'm getting. There yeah. are things like hugs and even saying I love you to uh, uh, to to friends, guy friends, whoever it is. Hey, I love you, man. You know, I mean, uh, that stuff, it's it's more and more, it becomes more and more important to me. When you're, when we're out with any event and, and you have the people who have come, who have listened to the show and supported charities and events over the years and have given us livelihoods here in this city and, and they come up to you and you, oh it, it's hard to convey just how grateful you are to them. And and so a hug, yeah, that's absolutely appropriate. And and, and to not do that right now is, is 
Hurts. We'll get to it, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, again, words will elude. They're eluding me right now, but it means so much. And the healing of it, as we said before, is Dr. Mike, you know, master hugger, master <laughs> oh my God. Uh, of all that. It, mm. It's it's a necessity. He even puts his fingers in place. Oh, my from time God. To time. <laughs> the, what I was wondering is, is a fist part of the examination? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to ask him... <laughs> At least take the Rolex well, off. You guys are friends. Yeah. To, I will to, say, though. To quote Fletch, you're using yeah. the whole fist there. <laughs> I will say, though, that um, I think uh, people with a little bit more meat on their bones get better hugs. I will say that. Oh, okay. Than like a skinny bones person. All right. Yeah. This like just Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. You it's just like, like the way that feels or Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. This is more the Fletch. The bigger the cushion, the better the pushing. Mm. The better well, the better the hug. I am I am Hugshin. Yeah. I am going to give you the proper way that we can hug right. during the pandemic or as restrictions are being loosened, but you still want to uh be cautious. But let me get a couple of calls yeah, yeah. first and then I then I will pass this information along. Uh I'm gonna go to Brian. Hi, Brian, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Uh what's up, buddy? I was at a painfully singer mixer wearing a free hug shirt. I purposely hugged Kathy just to freak her out. <laughs> you knew it would. I think I remember. Out. I remember this, Brian. Uh, it was a while ago, right? Yeah, it was at Xfinity Live. Xfinity. And how oh, yeah. how was the hug? Like, what what did I do? Uh, I, I, your face just said it all. <laughs> did she did she, she go did she go limp? Did she did she pull her head back and yes. recoil? Steve, when yeah. I yes, when I'm forced into a hug, it's like. Well, let me see if I can have, like, the least amount of contact as possible. This will be over soon. Wow. All right. And one more, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sexy Chewbacca. You're Sexy Chewbacca. Oh, hey, Sexy oh. Chewbacca. Hey. I remember that. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Talk to you, buddy. All right. We'll see you. Let me go to um, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Good morning. Get educated! What's up, Joshua? Grow up, bro! <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud, what's up? I know that's not a reference to your show, but it's one of my favorite videos, too. Yeah, it's great, it. it's great. Uh, what, one thing that I didn't anticipate um, missing the most when we went into isolation was, was hugging and physical contact. I'm a very physical person, so I... I came home one day, like in the beginning of March, after hanging out with some friends and not hugging them, just depressed as hell. Mm. I walked up to my mom and I was like, "Can I just get a hug?" Yeah. yeah. And 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 yesterday, a couple of days ago, I actually hung out with my best friends that I haven't seen in three months, and I actually prepared it on my phone. The in the past couple of days, have you experienced blank, 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 and all that? And and they were like, no, 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 no. And I was like, get the hell up and give me a hug. Yeah, no, I, I, I and so you, you, you feel the need. I mean, that, that's absolutely what happened with me, Joshua, yesterday. And again, I will remember this. A simple little moment in time. The look on my wife's face when she came over and said, I, I need a hug. Now, obviously, I've, I've been with her and, and, and uh, we've been in the same house and everything. But that need is tangible and it's real. And, and I know how much it impacted me just yesterday afternoon. And so for you to need that that much that you're giving them the sort of interview to see if they pass the COVID muster is great. So did you feel better after you got the hug? Oh, my God. I felt so much better. And it, 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 it kind of helped because uh, both of my best friends are big, burly guys. <laughs> uh, so to, just to get that big bear hug yeah. from my two literal best friends that I haven't 
months. It means a lot. It It means a lot. It meant so much. It's healing. Uh, That's awesome, Josh. so healing. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, well, listen, I, I'll take some more calls, so please hang on the line just a second, but I'll start to go through some of these things um, to learn the same. Well, by the way, about uh, about the, the, the healing of a hug, uh, humans' brain have, have brain pathways that are specifically dedicated to um, for, uh, affectionate touch. Yeah. And there are, there are pathways, apparently, that these hormones in our bodies, it, it actually releases damaging stress hormones into our bodies. So when you give a hug, it actually has this literal physical healing effect to you. Yeah, it's it's not just lofty talk that there's some sort of a, a, um, unproven benefit to this. No. There's medical proof. And and in fact, there were studies that were done, and I forgot when. It's been a long time since so I've looked this up because it's terrible, but but it was in the kind of uh, early stages of of science and figuring things out, but they these newborn babies they <sighs> did a test with where they didn't have any physical contact. This is, this, yeah. You can watch a documentary on they, they isolated these children from yeah. human exposure. To see what would happen. They didn't think what happened would What a happen. horrific thing. They all died. Yeah. yeah. All of them died because they didn't have physical touch, physical yeah. contact. They, the gloves were worn. They didn't have physical contact, and that is proof right there that we need it as human beings. I mean, I really, some of us anyway. You guys know what it feels <laughs> like when, um, and like some of us not on FaceTime right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just not paying attention. Skin on skin touch, and I'm not talking about like private docking. part. I'm not talking about docking, and I'm not talking about private part. <laughs> like you had to qualify. Well, I'm not talking about docking. With Steve. me in the room, <laughs> yeah. it's always, I, it's I always a risky proposition. I didn't even get to that part, yet, and I was going to qualify that, but you know, Mister Docking over here. I apologize to, to all of you having to speak with me around. I know it's a chore, but I remember the first time, like my belly. Touched a girl's belly, so I'm not even talking about our private parts like coming I in love contact. You, you know, like <laughs> no, that, I am done talking. No, no. no. I want to hear about skin the first to time skin. that your belly touched. I couldn't tell you the it first was, time my belly touched a girl's belly. Yeah, how it old were was, you? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Oh. I'm not going to tell you because then I don't want to tell you. You were just but, back from the war. <laughs> I was older. I was older. okay. Um, but I was like, wow, that's a feeling I've never felt before, sure. and I like it a lot. I like it that a lot. <laughs> then you got back to the dorm room, you said, yeah, yeah, just got belly on belly ash. <laughs> Did you have sex? What's that? It was, you know, listen, it was leading towards that sort of stuff, uh, but it wasn't, it, it was just, it was that sensation, and I was like, okay, I like this a lot. It's a, it's a you know, a pleasurable, but not... Sexual. sexual. So, I got gotcha. I understand okay. that case. And, and then in that case, you would talk about the, um, when you get an insincere hug, it has, it's, 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 a, it's almost oh. like it's a, it's a bad <laughs> note on a piano. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it just, it sends a chill down you because it's just, it's not, <laughs> that's what makes the healing aspect of a hug so important because you can sense the sincerity in it. But when somebody's just doing it as a function of whatever you're doing or it's an event or they feel they have to, <laughs> then it's uh, it's the absolute other. I had a girl tell me one time that I was interested in that I hugged her like uh, like she was hugging her grandmother. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's not what I was going for. <laughs> I was insulted by that. Yeah, Did you give her some wrapped butterscotch candies? I, yeah, I don't know. And she couldn't exactly explain it to me. And then I started to become self-conscious about how I gave wow. hugs. And, uh, right? 
And so I... That's a horrible thing to tell him. And I'm wondering because I I do a little pat on the back when I hug someone. And I wonder if that's what she thought was grandmotherly about my hug. I think that was on her. I don't think that was on you. I think you're right, Nick. I think it, it also... You would welcome that. Now, now, people have commented. I don't think if you're going to hug somebody that you don't know all that well, or they come in for the hug and you give a, a nice pat. I think that's nice. You don't, you know, go right to the hips, right? Yeah. Or do the the circular rub? Yeah, that's a little more intimate rather that's than Casey. the pat. That's what that's I, no, what I like to do is I like he to pretend that. your boobs are on your back, and then I just. You know, I mush him around. Mm, I'm pretending your butt is your yeah, your cooter. Yeah. Well, Casey will do that circular rub to me, and I don't know, Casey. Do you know? Do you do it because you know I don't like? Like, is that? Are you doing that to everyone? Mm, I probably do that to everyone. Do you snap everyone's bra straps the way you do? I try to. Listen, I'm equal opportunity. I think Casey, it's funny because like you'll combine sort of the jokey nature of it with the genuine emotional nature of it, and so like you do it kind of as a joke Uh sometimes. But I think you also like it, and um, it's hard to delineate sometimes. (laughs) It is. That's why I don't know if he's joking or not. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. My favorite joke hug from Casey is from (laughs) Dumb and Dumber where he does a hey goodbyes. I oh. definitely do that a lot. I thought your favorite jokey one was uh, was Groundhog Day, where you're. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're doing later. So, Connor, I sent you a video. Did you get it? Um, there, I did this thing when I was doing the real Philly Dilly tours. <laughs> I did a, sh- a shoot at. Um, I'm gonna Fer- shoot. I'm gonna shoot. I did it at Foresta's Market in Phoenixville, and there was just a guy sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> Outside of his car in a folding chair, and I hugged him like we were like we were long friends, and you know we weren't going to see each other. Like it was our last goodbye, and I just and it was, and I think I was channeling Groundhog Day and Ned Ryerson. I, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know what you're doing later. <laughs> Listen, oh, I did have I did have an awkward hug moment. So my dad remarried a long time ago, good you know like 18 years ago, and so I go and I had not met. Uh, the woman who is now my stepmother, I hadn't met her kids, so they're going to be my step-parents. Yeah. And this is in Preston's bigger phase. You know, I was like 265, yeah. 270. Oh, I was hugger. a big boy. Yeah. And so when I when I met uh, when I met Seth, my now stepbrother, he comes up and puts out his hands, and I go, brothers don't shake hands. <laughs> they got a Brothers hug. got a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wanted that. Well, let me ask you, Preston, to that point. <laughs> Kathy, you just met. You were just reunited with family you didn't know existed. Did oh. you Did you hug them at the point you, you met them? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't. You don't remember? Did I hug them? Did they ask? Because that might be a, hey, can for I give hug? you a hug? Yeah, yeah. Like, people ask for hugs, Kathy. Sure. It's not that uncommon. <laughs> Weird? No, of course you can't. Why do people me. talk um, to other people? Is that to know. communicate? I don't, if, I don't know if we hugged. I, I know that my dad and his newfound brother did for yeah. sure. Right. All right. All right. Uh, real quick, a couple of calls, and then I'll, I'll get this list for you. Have safe ways to hug right now. I'm going to go to Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. What's up? Hi. So I work at the uh, cancer treatment center, and I hug every single one of my patients. And uh, now that we can't. They all look at us like, oh, I was thinking of Kathy. She would cringe at my job. Nicole, what what do you do? Well, I think that's, diff- that's different. You're, they're uh, cancer patients. I'm they an need ultrasound a hug. Tech. Ultrasound, okay. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I'm an ultrasound tech, so I do their ultrasound before, like, they get chemo treatment or whatever. Yeah. And, and, no, and I'm day. sure your hug helps people every single day. Kathy would, would do better in the hospital's morgue. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, will, will you do it uh, the first time you meet them, or is this is after you've uh, you've gotten to know no, them for absolutely. a little while? That's the first time I meet them. Good Nicole, you. Nicole, you can't even imagine. Or maybe you, you can. How how wonderful that is, and and how that that speaks volumes about nurses and about. I mean, every, when I've been in the hospital, when I went in for my my prostate cancer surgery, and they have the, the, the that when you're looking there and you're looking up for someone, and can can you help me? Can you can you give me comfort? And that's what you guys do, and it, it just it means everything to people. And and you know, the people like to say, "Oh, you're being hyperbolic by calling people such as yourself angels," but that's not. You are, and uh, it means everything. So kudos to what you do. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Thank and, you, guys. All right, thank you. All right, thank, thank you, you, Nicole. We appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Ah, Durka, Durka, Durka. Uh, Durka <laughs> to you, buddy. What's up? So I work in healthcare myself too. I'm a dialysis technician, and I have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. And the best part of my day has always been when I get to leave work and go home and hug my kids. And now I can't do that without like stripping down and hopping in the shower first. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely been an adjustment. And then the second part is I'm actually on my way out to Lancaster right now. My father and my stepmother live down in Virginia, and I haven't seen my dad in about four months because of everything that's been going on. We're meeting up to say hi. We're going to uh, have a socially distant breakfast at Panera and exchange Father's Day gifts. Mm. But he told me, like, on the phone, like, i got to be honest with you, with as much exposure as you have, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable hugging you. And I'm mm. totally a hugger. I'm a big guy. I'm, like, 6'2", 245, bearded, tattooed, not your typical healthcare worker. Yeah. But I'm a hugger, and it's my thing. I hug my patients. I wear down when I do so, but... To not be able to hug my dad is probably the worst part of all this. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, yeah, and it's got to be tough. I mean, you want that physical contact, you want that love, and uh, it, you know, but but you more than anybody has, are, are in that, you know, that danger zone, and and uh, uh, hopefully you can hang in there. Now, I do have some tips on how to hug safely. Which you is so, what so I'm gonna get listen to. up, Steve. This might assist you. Yeah. So. Uh, Thanks for the call, Steve, and uh, enjoy meeting up with your dad. Okay, I appreciate it, buddy. All right, so here's a few things. These are these are and they're they're pretty simple. Yeah, Uh, be like Kathy. Be like Kathy. (laughs) Don't touch anybody. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, This uh, don't hug face to face. Okay, it's pretty obvious. Don't hug face to face. This position is at high risk because the faces are so close together. Uh, When the shorter person looks up, their exhaled breath. Because of its warmth and buoyancy, travels up into the taller person's breathing zone. If the taller person is looking down, there's opportunity for the hugger's exhaled and inhaled breaths to mingle. Um, so keep that in mind. Just uh, don't hug face to face. And I would only hug face to face, really, with someone I now on that level of family, my wife. You know, that's that to me is it's borderline. Yes, that's a sort of more passionate or exactly more when you're, when fami- you're, familiar hug. when you have eye contact and you're hugging. Right. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing later? <laughs> uh, don't. And th- this is a short list, yeah. by the way. Uh, don't hug uh, cheeks together, facing the same direction. Cheeks together. No. Really? Like you're doing a Busby Berkeley dance number? Yeah, or almost yeah. Uh, like the uh, the tango. La da 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 da. I'm lost in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, your cheeks are like this, and your face is the same way. So don't do that. Yeah, it'd be like the Blue Oyster Bar. I know we just met, but this is wonderful. 
Uh, this position, with both huggers looking in the same direction, also is high risk because each person's exhaled breath is in the other person's breathing zone. Uh, so that's that's it. Don't hug face to face and don't hug cheeks together facing the same direction. Probably shouldn't hug cheeks together facing the opposite direction either. So as you come in, you can, you know, the the one person looks the one way and you look the other way. You'll get that, that contact. It's really... What they call the the uh, the T, you know, across the eyes, down the the, the nose, and the mouth, and that in yeah. that general area, often often different directions, and that's kind of the way I will hug people. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what. What I like to do is is I like to catch people like mid cartwheel, so they're upside down, and right. that's how I right. like. To so you're like it's yes. like a standing sixty nine. Yes. By the yeah. way, when you do this, don't linger. Back away c- quickly so you don't breathe in each other's faces. You can hold your breath. I think that's what you should do. Wash your hands afterwards and try not to cry. Tears and runny noses increase oh, the risk for coming into contact with more fluids that contain the virus. What, Preston, what do they say about sneezing into someone's open mouth? Stop you, they, they, they recommend against it. Okay. Yes. So one of the worst things that ever happened to me was uh, was a friend of mine's friend. We, had, uh, we were hanging out, and I thought he was coming in to hug me. <laughs> and he grabbed me by the hips. And thrusted towards me. And you know those clack, clack balls? Like, clack, 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 clack. Our nutsacks smashed together. And I was like, Dan, why did you just do that? It was like slow motion. Bam! There's, it's like that scene in the in the Spider-Man movie when uh, Tony Stark is reaching over to let, oh, let yeah. him out of the limo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he gives him a hug. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hang on a second. I have an anonymous <laughs> caller I'm going to go to. Hi, anonymous. You're on the air. Good morning. That's what I get to do. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> What's up, bud? Okay, so I have a friend of a family. A friend of the family. She has like three girls. They're like teenagers now. One of the girls we were at a uh, gathering together. Uh, she was at a gathering and I was at. She, the mother, left early and said, "Keep an eye on her after I go." So I said, "Okay, cool. That's fine." Well. A little bit after she left, there was a young male there, moving around, just, you know, saying, you know, what's, what's going on? You know, trying to get all up in her personal space. So what I did was I used awkward hugs to eventually deter him from coming near her. <laughs> uh, you, you went over and uh, said, can I have a, this is a guy you didn't know? How, how did you approach him to give him a hug? Prior to that evening, I didn't know him. But when I first met him, we did the bro hug, you know, yeah. uh, shake hands, pull in, chest bump. Well, after that, I just I had to step up the awkwardness because he wouldn't, you know, he every couple minutes he would come around, and I'd, so I would hug him and I'd like get close enough that he could hear me, and I'd whisper in his ears like something like, "Uh, oh, you smell like pine." Or, <laughs> 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 like, so you you broke work. you broke back mountain him, as they say. Uh, a couple of the hugs were from behind, but yeah, uh, all right, <laughs> nice. So it can work in that regard as well. Interesting. All right. Well, listen. What you can do is hug each other facing the opposite direction yeah. for safe uh, for a safe full body hug. Turn your faces in opposite directions, which prevents you from directly breathing in each other's uh, exhaled particles. Wear a mask if you can. Uh, it says, "Do let children hug you around the knees or waist." Hugging at knee or waist level lowers the risk for direct exposure to droplets and aerosols because uh, faces are far apart. This is wonderful news, Oh that. Jesus Thank Christ! You. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. There's potential for the child's face and mask to contaminate the adult's clothing. Yeah. Uh, so you might consider changing clothes and wash your hands after a visit that includes hugs. Jeez, uh, this is a lot. The adult also should look away as to not breathe down on the child. 
And then it says, do kiss your grandchildren on the back of the head. In this scenario, the grandparent is minimally exposed to the child's exhaled breath. Uh, the child could be exposed to the taller person's breath, so kiss through a mask. Uh, so that's what they recommend. It's a seal song, that. right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. From a kiss to a mask. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is, hugs are good to the overwhelming majority of people. Uh, and uh, Save for a few outcasts. Yes, one <laughs> Cold person doesn't like hugs. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> hugging can help, and there's a safe way to do it, so keep that in mind if you are going to. We have a caller on the line whom we need to highlight. Uh, we had yesterday asked uh, Glassboro High School students to text in and let us know who the coolest teacher of the past year has been. She's on the line, and we would like to welcome Mrs. Michelle Keating yeah. to our program. Mrs. Keating, good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good you are, morning. I'm shocked. <laughs> you are so welcome. You have been at Glassboro High School teaching math for 33 years. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. And this is my 37th year of teaching. 33 at Glassboro. Yeah. Okay. So you've, you've, been at, it. you've been at this for a long time, and you would think mm-hmm. that somebody who maybe has been at this for a long time might be a little grizzled and a little sick and tired of it, but clearly these students love you. Oh, so you must still love doing what you do. I do, I do. They're they're the best. They they keep you young. They're energetic. You know, math's a part of it, but just you know, guiding them through life. It's it's just so much fun and being a part of their lives. I'm humbled. I'm really humbled. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Uh, so you're saying math is only part of it. So my, my, my sister is a math teacher, and she loves math, loves yeah. it, loves it, lo- and, and loves teaching it. So um, so you're, you're just saying that that's only part of the equation. Yes, that is. Yeah, just I'm also a class advisor, and I'm in charge of a STEM academy. So just guiding them through. They're teenagers, you know, they're trying to figure their way through life. So that's the fun part of it. And I was listening to your show. Teachers love to hug, too. I love to hug. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. So I just wanted to get that in there. I'm a hugger. <laughs> Michelle, what's it What's it like seeing, you know, if you've been at this for 37 years, uh, <clears throat> uh, do, do some of your students from way back when come back and, oh, and, yes. and visit with you? Yes. Friends with them on Facebook. I My parents were my former students. So I'm teaching children of my children now, which is also awesome. You know, it's like a big family reunion. So yeah. it's great. It's wow. really great. Yeah. And Glassboro is a nice small town. Everybody knows everybody. That's the good news and the bad news. You know, <laughs> everybody knows everybody. So it's wonderful. You had to, you had to shut down your still, right? Because everybody knows. <laughs> everybody right. Mrs. Keating, Aww. we were talking yesterday about uh, President Reagan speaking at the graduation. Was yes. that right before you got there or had you? Yes. Wow. Yes, I was there. That was the year prior wow. to my coming. And yeah. it was the first time a sitting president has ever spoken at a high school uh, right. ceremony. Wow. Right, right. So and I, there's all kinds of pictures of it, too. People still have, like, the news articles and everything. It's cool. Did really you, cool. Did you teach Corey Clement from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, well, I didn't actually have him in any of my classes, but we're a small school, so everybody knows everybody. So I knew I taught his brother, Stephen. Okay. Um, yeah, and I taught Gary Brackett, and I taught George Johnson and Jawan Johnson. So we have a lot of... You know, very famous people coming through Glassboro for a little small school. We we are 
big bang. You that's know, awesome. Or, yeah, um, that's great. You know what, uh, Michelle? I have a question for you. If uh, Leah is six years older than Sue and John is five years older than Leah and the total of their ages is 41, then how old is Sue? <laughs> I love those questions. <laughs> Give her a break. That's from your own teacher webpage. <laughs> Just thought you would know the answer, but maybe you don't have something to write down with. Um, I need my calculator. <laughs> well, the students love you. It's clear. Uh, and, and they want to give you this small token of appreciation. It is the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Oh, and, and, and I love coffee. The kids know I can't even start <laughs> teaching without a cup of coffee first. I have one boy uh, this past year. He said, Mrs. Keating, have you had your coffee yet? He'll <laughs> ask me. I, I'm I have a, a little off. I have a question. You, you, you may not have an answer for this, but okay. how much longer after 37 years do you, do you intend on uh, keeping this up? I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it sounds like no, well, time, no time soon. You yeah. just keep going because you're, yeah. you're you're making a difference, obviously. The kids love you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm shocked. I'm totally shocked. <laughs> I, did, I, I was trying to decide which colleague to vote for. I, I voted for oh. one of my colleagues. There are so many great teachers at the school, it was hard to decide. So I just picked one myself, you know, another colleague to vote for, but... But there are a lot of great teachers at this school. A lot of great. So I'm really humbled. Excellent. Well, listen, congratulations to you and uh, enjoy the. Is there any of the school year left or are you guys done? Uh, Thursday night's graduation. Okay. Right, so yeah. tonight's awards. So we're, we're getting there. All right. Well, enjoy the rest and have a great summer, okay? Thank you so much. Thank All you, right. guys. Michelle Keating, math teacher you. of. Glassboro High School. Congratulations. And there you go. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, you can see why they love her. All right. Kenneth Square. Uh, Kenneth High School. We need to find out from you who the coolest teacher has been. Text word teacher to 39333. We'll send you that link for you to vote. And we'll find out tomorrow morning who that person is going to be. We'll take a break. Come back with a bizarre file. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Let's get into the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Sequoia Outback. Whether you're looking to build a new deck or freshen up the patio with new furniture, Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Route 309 in Hatfield are online at decksupplies.com. Well, even a country railed in, uh, by mayhem and disease. A Floridian will still find the time to assault someone with a hamburger. Oh, man. That gives you hope. Uh, Tanya Cordero was arrested Monday evening following a confrontation with her boyfriend in a Largo mobile home owned by the man's mother. Uh, Cordero and 39-year-old victim have four children in common, though a grandmother has full custody of the couple's offspring. This says all the trappings yeah. that you yeah. want here. Yeah. The confrontation between Cordero and her boyfriend was reportedly touched off when Cordero became upset when the man closed a window in her room. How dare he? So investigators allege Cordero smashed hamburger in his face. <laughs> when questioned by police, Cordero denied doing so, but her boyfriend still had hamburger in his ear upon <laughs> arrival. Yeah, he always keeps a pouch of hamburger with him. Was it raw hamburger? Or raw right? hamburger. Uh, no, it's uh, Cordero, uh, cops added, made a comment that she, quote, he uh, hoped he choked on the burger. 
charged with domestic battery. Cordero was later released from the county jail on her own recognizance. The judges ordered her to have no contact with the victim. And Cordero's rap sheet includes convictions for theft, narcotics possession, and providing a false name to police. In January, she's convicted of battering her boyfriend during an October argument about one of their children's Halloween costume. (laughs) 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 Hamburger! She served three months in jail on the battery conviction, by the way. Uh, A 30-year-old man in China has had a whole fish removed from his rectum after he allegedly sat on it by accident. Oh, yeah. Of course. If I had a dollar for every time they had to pull a full (laughs) carp out of my ass... Gruesome. Did you just accidentally sit on, right, Preston? You just accidentally. You just accidentally. You're getting on a bus. Yep. You don't see it. And before you know it, there's a tail fin sticking out of your rectum. Uh, <laughs> gruesome footage shows medics removing the dead blue tilapia from the patient's body at a hospital. Reports do not specify the fish's size, but the species usually measures are 12 to 16 inches long. All right, so if you're going to sodomize yourself with a fish, which would you choose? Oh. Wow. A hmm. um, brown trout, maybe? A brown trout, possibly. Uh, I would go with a pike, maybe. A pike. They're think... kind of thin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now you're thinking. I don't know. Uh, Not let... a catfish. The No, they've got those, they've got those spikes things. Yeah. on them, yeah. Uh, so the incident is believed to have taken place last Tuesday. Dumb question. Is an eel a fish? It is. Okay. I believe. Let's go with the eel. Let's go with the eel. Yeah. <laughs> Doctors, now I've had stories of them getting eels in people's butts before, so it happened. There are invasive fish that will swim into your orifices when you are there, but this is not that case. Uh, Doctors made the shocking discovery during an x-ray scan after the 30-year-old man had gone to the hospital for severe abdominal pain. Uh, The patient, who remains anonymous, claimed that uh, the fish slipped into his rectum after he'd accidentally sat on the creature. (laughs) The man eventually came to the hospital after failing to remove the fish from his backside himself. Apparently, the fish was also using a mag light. Uh, The medics had to surgically open the man's stomach to remove the dead fish from his rectum because the fish was, quote, quote, quite big. Uh A nurse can be heard in the video saying, it stinks so much. (laughs) It remains unclear the patient is fully recovered. Another elderly Chinese resident recently had a 10-inch chopstick lodged in his belly after inserting it into his backside, quote, out of curiosity. Uh, The 68-year-old man claimed that he was interested in in checking his backside after developing piles. I was curious to what we had in the refrigerator last night. Um, (laughs) Not what I could stick in my ass. The patient was discharged from the hospital after medics removed the metal stick from the intestines. Media reports do not specify the chopstick's length, but the Chinese cutlery is typically about 10 inches long. Well, you know what the the chopsticks are for? To eat the fish. That's right. I didn't think about that. A British man who fell into an abandoned well and broke his leg while being chased by a wild dog on Indonesia's tourist island of Bali has been rescued after being trapped for nearly a week. Wow. Yeah, Jacob Roberts stumbled into the nearly empty 13-foot-deep concrete well and was unable to get out for six days until the farmer heard his cries for help on Saturday. Uh, Mr. Roberts, who has been on holiday in Bali since March, holds a Ukrainian passport and a U.K. driver's license. Uh, Villagers had passed him food and water and tried to help by throwing him a rope, but he said that he couldn't be pulled out because of his injuries. He was almost killed by a canned ham. A uh, team from a local search and rescue agency uh, went down into the well, and they lifted Mr. Roberts out late on Saturday and took him to a nearby hospital for treatment. 
Uh, he told authorities that he had been trying to evade a wild dog that had chased him, and he survived only by drinking well water while he was down there, of course. He was able to eat the fish in his ass. <laughs> Good thing I packed this. <laughs> <laughs> One more story out of Scotland. A group of golfers hiding in a van were among hundreds of people caught trying to make non-essential journeys on the CalMac ferries. The stowaways were discovered on a sailing between Largs and the Isle of Cumbrae on the Firth of Clyde. Um, CalMac (laughs) said... a whole lot of names of that sentence you just said there. Uh, CalMac said people concealing themselves in vehicles were among 273 incidents of attempted non-essential trips uh, since the 26th of March. The company is operating a reduced service during the coronavirus. But part of that were golfers that were trying to, to get stow away to sneak off to play golf. Uh, staff have had to turn away hundreds of people trying to make non-essential journeys, including day trips. Uh, police have had to be called on some occasions to help ferry workers verify the reason for passengers' travel. Uh, CalMex said the incident with the golfers was one of a number on the Clyde, which they call that, which was a hot spot for attempted lockdown violations. What What's the number one course in uh, Scotland? There's the, the the legendary, what's that course? That's yeah, the, you, have, you have what's called the old course at um, St. Andrews. Andrews. That's it. That's the classic. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then there's, uh, yeah, there's there's a few of them. There's, uh, oh, God, uh, Carnegie, uh, Carnoustie. Uh, is another big one. So, yeah, there's a bunch of legendary ones. But St. Andrews is what they call the old course. All right. And that's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Let's take a quick break. Come back in just a moment and uh, see what else we can get ourselves into on this fine Tuesday morning. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Steven Singer Jewelers Showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are looking for Kenneth School, uh, Kenneth High School in Kenneth Square to uh, text in word teacher to 39333 to vote for Coolest Teacher of the Year. We had a very lovely woman named uh, Mrs. Michelle Keating. Call us from Glassboro High School. She's been teaching for 37 years, 33 at Glassboro, and she was almost crying. Yeah. Uh, she was very emotional and very, very happy that I she got that. Call. that. So that, it means a lot, you know, students. So please keep that in mind when you're, when you're voting and, and let us know. And uh, we're wrapping that up this week. It's going to it's gonna finish on Friday, so just giving you a heads up. All right, I have a, uh, a question, a personal question kind of um, uh, and I'm, I'm going to hang my son out to, to dry a little bit here. Uh, my oldest, um, who, who is going to college, but uh, really has no interest in anything except video games. Uh, and that's fine because I had no interest in anything except, you know, playing drums when I was his age. And, and, um, and, and like now, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the center of your world. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it would be awesome since he doesn't care about anything but video games. <laughs> If he could work at like a GameStop or something like that, yeah, okay. Yeah. But right now is 
as far as like looking for jobs and so on, is still the best way to do it to just go to the place, walk in, say, are you hiring? Do you have any uh, applications? Or do you now go about it? Because it's been so long since I've looked for a job, me personally. Or do you go about it um, online? Do you call them? What's the best way to do well, that? Well, there are two there are two sets of parameters at work here in a in a non pandemic situation. Yeah, I I, I don't know in a, in a you know um, right now obviously things need to relax a little bit to get to that point. I think there's probably merit in both. It's been a while. I I remember you know you you never work as hard as you do. Trying to get a job. Trying to get a job. I used yeah. to say that all the time. I used to say that that was my job for a little while. Trying to, to find a job. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. to try and find a job because I was constantly going and I would I would do all of it. However, I do know and, and, and it's different companies, I think, Preston, but um, my cousin works for a company where they don't allow you to come in. Like you have to go through online. They won't take your no call. Kidding. They won't accept your resume at the front desk. Like you have to apply online. Because I remember it being that way. That's what you did. You had to go in and it was always really awkward because sometimes they'd be busy at work and yeah. people in line where there was retail or restaurant work or whatever. Can I have an application? You know, and then I always felt like an ass going well, in asking for an application. We've we've talked about this at, <clears throat> at some point, at, at some some level, and and you, I think it was you or somebody brought up the the point of somebody going into a music store who had sort of struck up a relationship with the people that worked there, and it was a customer, and then asked, you know, a, a, about doing that. I think that is it, it holds true to what we've said for years about internships. That an internship allows you to display your work ethic in front of potential employers. And if you see somebody has a real legitimate driven fascination for something, I mean, your son has to be, he's, he's, his, his, his knowledge of video games has to be extensive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, he's focused. That's why I think he can actually excel in something like that and something that you're actually interested in. That's what my dad always told me. He's like, whatever you decide to do right. or where you work. And listen, we, all, we don't get to do that all the time. I mean, I, I had crap jobs, no question. It's something I had zero interested in yeah. just to make some money and just to get some work experience under my belt. Mm. But my dad's best advice was uh, make sure you love what you do. If you can, you know, make sure you actually enjoy your work. Well, right now, obviously, there's a lot of people out of work, hopefully returning to work, and we'll yes. see how that goes. And, and this is a question that maybe some people were sort of forced into about how they approach what they're going to look for and what they they feel will lead them hopefully into this into this next chapter uh and th- those are legitimate questions to ask i think if you're going to do that i think online I, th- I also try to think um i found this helped me think of something that is um connected to what you like and and try so example if you're not in a game stop perhaps think about um video game fair uh, uh, conventions that come to town and if they need if they need assistance when they get here or uh, with the esports Look, look at explore other avenues, and also reach out to people who might who you might befriend mm. online and and strike up a friendship with. As far as or at least seek out their advice. I remember years ago, yeah. I would actually I would send out uh, emails or not a call actually and talk to people in radio yeah. and say what what do you think what do you think is the skill set what do you think um, I can. I need to have or add to my wheelhouse of abilities. And, and, uh, and more often than not, Preston, if you approach them in the right way, they'd give you really good advice. That's a good question because, you know, he's, he's not going to be like a game programmer or no. anything like that. That's not... He that's doesn't have it. interest in that? No, no. no. Yeah. Well, I was wondering, so the the show Mythic Quest, the Rob McElhenney show on, yeah. on Apple TV now, I mean, 
I, that's sort of opening my eyes to that whole world that I never really knew existed. Obviously, when you're sitting there playing a game, there's a whole team yeah. of people that are responsible for everything that surrounds it. Right. But one of the jobs there, I can imagine it's based in reality, people play video games. Like, yeah. their job is to sit there and, and figure out, in testers, and, and figure out, like, what works and what doesn't work. But then I also was wondering, Press, if, uh, like, the uh, the gaming team that is here in Philadelphia, the one that they're building the um, the, the whole... The arena, uh, the, the, the arena yeah, for. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a whole ton of jobs surrounding that team. Even if, by the way, even if you're working in that facility, even mm-hmm. if you can get a job in that facility, if you're working the concessions in that facility. Well, listen, there, how many stand-up comedians were doormen? Absolutely, all the time to get time mm-hmm. on stage. Uh, that is, in that case, that's exactly. It's the classic think outside the box. Right. Here's where I want to get to. So there, there's a big venue. You don't always go through the main door. You can go into the side door. See see which way gets you to where you want to go. Get in front of those people. Mm-hmm. And you know it, Preston. We've done it throughout the years. Uh, Casey, you were an intern. Yeah. You were an intern. Yeah, yeah. Marissa? A, uh, yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. 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 60 to 70 to 80% of the people that work here at one point or another yeah. were interns. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like my um, you know, my father especially didn't really get that. He didn't understand that. Now, listen, I also interned after I graduated college, yeah. which I would never recommend to anybody. But I, I did as I, well. I did as well. Yeah. Because I was, I was, there was a career shift involved at that point. And I felt I had to establish my mm-hmm. drive and my credibility and that this is what I wanted to do. I mean, I, you know. I, I, you know, you'd work for free occasionally, yeah. and that's what I did. Chris? Yeah, I didn't want to jump in because I didn't know if we were just going to stay just on gaming, but Nerd Street Gamers, who are building those local hosts, which are, I don't know, the easiest way to describe them for me is to say it's like an arcade where you go and you, like, rent a little uh, station for, for for however long as you want, and you get whatever, um, you know, Mac or PC or whatever you want to play on. Um, they are looking for employees all the time. Okay. And there's people pretty much who ju- just exactly what Steve and Casey were saying. You're like a doorman at a comedy club. Like right. you are just the person that is overseeing the rentals and helping people out and all that stuff. I mean, uh, Marissa Nerd Street was out at the camp out. Yes. And, and man, they, they're, they're set up there and what they were doing and the people, the way the people were using it. <clears throat> they're 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 people to to have him submit to. All right, then and, I got to get in touch to with them. Yeah, I mean, are there the, different locations for that? Yeah, they're building a huge local host uh, in the city, and then I think they're looking at other areas um, to build these venues. I'm, I'm looking at conflicting reports on uh, our text messages about <clears throat> going in person and and online right. applications, and you know some people are saying most places only respond to email. Uh, can't go in, can't call, go through job website. Uh, that's from Jamie and Redding. And then I'm seeing the other ones that are like, no, go in person. Right. But make sure, if, especially if it's in the food services industry, where I probably was an idiot and didn't make and, and made the mistake was, don't go during the lunch or dinner rush. Right. <laughs> yeah. Go on, yeah. on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. 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 Go when it's slow. Yeah. And and uh, and Someone and they said, talk? here's yeah. an important piece of information: take a pen with you. Yeah. Right? So you're not asking. So you can Jimmy the lock. Right. Well, if they hand you the, the <laughs> they hand you that, and then you go, can I have a pen? Then they got to go fish for a pen. Yeah. That's one subliminal little negative in the column. You know what I mean? Yeah, I came prepared. Yeah. I want right. to see that? Just that little. Those little signs. Yeah. You know, even if, Preston, ultimately they're going to send you online, I would recommend going there so that 
they have mm-hmm. a face with the name so that when you do eventually have to e- send that email or, or go online, you go, hey, I dropped by earlier today. You know, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talked yeah. to you and you told me to come by. You know, so it was great meeting you, all, the, all that stuff. And I think also if you can, if, if they say you can't go in person and, you, and it only allows online submissions, if you can add a little bit of humor. So if you were to send like a picture of Fabio with flowing hair yeah, and saying, yeah. I just thought you'd want a, a face with the uh, <laughs> right. with, with the, the application. Yeah. Something to, something to, to stand, stand out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you remember I was in earlier today? <laughs> right. Um, I, it's just a side note. I have a friend who started a job during the pandemic. She has yet to meet in person any of her coworkers. Oh Get out. She got the job, and, and so she's been there for two or two and a half months, I guess, at this point. Well, and uh, all of her meetings, everybody, every interaction, either on the phone or Zoom. Wow. Bizarrely, there were a ton of jobs added in May, and, and a lot of those were added that way. Yeah. Where Whereas you know the employment was to be had that way, so uh, that is an that is an amazing dynamic that yeah. you have been in your living room or whatever you started your job, and you're you've never met your coworkers. No, not one. But to that point about going in person, Preston, if you can say I was talking to the manager at, um, you know I was talking to the manager of this store or a regional manager, and and he recommended I I go online. In other words, you show you show a commitment. Yeah, you know, and and a name always helps. Yeah. To parlay the things. True. I mean, uh, you know, for every rule that exists, there's a counter rule. But I think yeah. we were talking about this the other day because we have, you know, we, we, we always we're making decisions about what we're doing here with the show and all that stuff. And, and, and don't don't ignore your gut. Don't yeah. ignore your gut. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Joe. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Sorry at work. No, that's good, <laughs> bud. What's up? Uh, so I actually, you know, I've started a new job in, during this whole pandemic uh, and actually had to move to a new city. And I actually, just like Nick, uh, didn't even meet my coworkers till this past weekend. Wow. Joe, that has to be the most wild experience. So um, it, it's all, obviously all teleconferencing that you're doing, but you also moved. Yeah. So, I, uh, so I'm from the Philadelphia area, about an hour north in uh, Bucks County. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I moved to Buffalo, New York, actually. Oh. So it was wow, Buffalo a, was better than Bucks County. You're saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, oh, what line of what, what line of work is it, Joe? Uh, so currently uh, accounting for an online uh, car auction company. Okay, all right. Man. So, but yeah, so the, all the Zoom conferencing and everything else, and then we actually, you know, with everything starting to get opened up, we just did like a golf outing as kind of a team. So that was the first time I met any of my coworkers. So, Joe, and, and did you had you shook anybody's hand before that at all to welcome you to the company? Well, yes, you have the job. None of that. Uh, so I had one interview back in February. I think it was like the like February 29th, and then that was it. That was the only time I'd been to the office. That was wow. the only time I met anybody, huh. and then they hired me after that. So do you believe that will, will will a large chunk of your work from here on in be from home, or, or do you expect an actual uh, office uh, work environment from here on in once everything starts to clear up? So they've told us that, you know, the office doesn't technically open until July 1st. Okay. But uh, until then, uh, based on what my managers have told me, our our accounting department doesn't plan on going in until much later than that, only because we're able to get our work done remotely. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, uh, congratulations to you that you, I mean, because a lot of times that would be stressful in any situation, you know, where you're asked to move and relocate for a job. You did it during a pandemic. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> he shuffled off to Buffalo. Shuffled off Steve. to Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. Good luck to you, bud. Okay. We'll see you. Uh, let me go to a couple other calls. Because, uh, listen, right now there are high school students that are probably going to look for part-time jobs yeah, anyway. Yeah. So let me go to Robert. Robert, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, uh, all right. So my uh, 
my boy, he's a um, super smart kid. I mean, like, uh, he was taking physics in high school. I mean, he went to college. He was ready for his third year of college. But Preston, like your kid, he's, you know, he sits his can up in his room and plays video games. Okay? Now, he wants to get into the Coast Guard. Well, I made the initial call to the recruiter. And I'm talking to the recruiter, and he said, uh, well, we can send an online application to him. They can fill out. I'm like, no. I said, I want him to talk to you. Okay. And it's just because there's this whole – these kids can talk, put the headsets on and talk to each other, like, through their microphone, mm-hmm. but they don't have any real person interaction. And when there, – there's moments when I'm talking to this boy who's like, he's a genius. He can't – you know, he doesn't have any common sense about things. So I literally want him to start interacting with people. Yeah. So I had him talk to a recruiter, and that was fantastic. I mean, he talked to him yesterday. And now the whole thing about going out and finding a job. And I, he goes, well, what should I do? So I look, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I said, you can look online. I said, but you're going to go present yourself. Okay. That's what I want you to do because it, there's, there's a difference. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I've, I've always done that. I'm 55. I've always done that. You walk to a place. Okay? Now, Robert, there, that, that, that's an essential, the interaction, the communication, how you Absolutely. present yourself to be able to Absolutely. indicate your eagerness yeah. to have. Oh, yeah, you're talking this this kid wants to get in law enforcement in the Coast Guard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What other way is he going to be able to handle things? He's going to be talking to people face to face. He's going to be confronting people like on the borders of our country face to face. Right. He's got to get aggressive with this. And that's all I'm saying. You Robert. Know, it's. Yes, are, are you turning right or left right now? <laughs> I think he's got his hazards on. No, no, no. I got, I'm sorry. Let me turn my hazards off. Yeah, yeah. He's a law-abiding yeah. father with his hazards on. He's, 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 he's a good person here. He pulled off to the side. I pulled over to talk to you guys. <laughs> Can your son recognize a ticking time bomb? Yeah. Well done. Well done. Uh, well, no, wish, wish him, uh, give him the best uh, for us, okay? Thank you. Have a good right. day. Talk yeah. to you later. Uh, let me go to uh, Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Yo, bitch. Yo, bitch. <laughs> What's up, man? What up, man? Um, so I've gotten several jobs in my life that I feel was solely because I showed up and showed face at that employer. Um, and these jobs I, weren't qual- I wasn't qualified for. I had no idea what I was doing in that industry. But I knew that if I got the job, I'd learn how to do it. And um, I felt as though me showing up was the first interview essentially you know you're making that first impression and uh i've been told on a couple of those jobs that i asked why why they gave me the job or why they're offering it to me and a couple of times they said because you came and showed initiative and you, yeah. and you came here and introduced yourself and um, oh, yeah. my son's a little less motivated <laughs> than you are chris i i appreciate absolutely uh, that and i and agree with you as well and it's, yeah. it's certainly more difficult you know under these well, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, even like writing, a, like Casey, write a handwritten note or something. You know what I mean? Something that stands out. Yeah. It, it, those those are the little tricks. I think knowing from our end and from and you know years of <laughs> of jobs and going through the process, uh, anything you can do to stand out will will make a difference. It talks about writing a handwritten note. I'm even afraid to have. Any one of my children, except for my daughter, just my boys, to fill out a handwritten application oh because the person reading it is going to go, what? this person has never been to school in their life. Uh, the, the, the letters may be correct yeah. if I could understand what they actually say. My kids have the worst handwriting I've ever seen. <clears throat> it says here you've glurped the horse. <laughs> Dude, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> 
Tell me uh, more. How often did you glurp the horb? <laughs> and I wonder if part of that is is from the the lack of uh, of you know e- emphasis put on penmanship in in school these days. Everything's online. Yeah. My, my, my handwriting is degenerated, uh, you know, to an embarrassing point because of the, you just you're, you're never called to do it except yeah. for forms. However, if I, if it, if it was. Uh, a job, and it was predicated on making sure that I put my best foot forward. I could muster the ability to write a legible, sentient letter to someone. I should have Caroline fill them out, but the, the eyes would have little hearts over them. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know: Are you hitting on me? <laughs> uh, and she has gorgeous penmanship. And Does which, she really? Oh, it's it's amazing. It looks nice. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey guys. Hey, buddy. Um, LinkedIn is a great tool for before you even decide to go into the the uh, business, friend as many people as you can from that business. Now, okay. a lot of them will accept, but now when you go in there, you could drop a couple names and be like, "Yeah, you know, it's like I'm, I am, yeah, you know, it's connected with such and such on LinkedIn." He's right. Even if that person doesn't recognize is he? Yeah. you, I, I feel really listen. There, there are people. Place your name. There are yeah. people that use it, but I am so far out of that realm. Yeah, of course. That LinkedIn has been nothing but annoying to me because people used to send those requests, and I'd be like, I've yeah. never been. I no, you know. But there are some people that that are that work within that world. Preston, every every so, two or three months, and 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 to, and to you, uh, uh, Mike, to that point. And you make a good point, and you've incited me to go to to. I'll I'll forget my password, and I'm like, <laughs> it is that annoyance. But then, from what you're saying, if it does mean so much to other people to have that, I, I try to, and I'll jump back in, and I'll do a mass um, accepting and and do that to 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 help them along. Yeah. If it means that much I, to me, I was with Preston. It seemed like an annoyance. I just thought it was a weird well, thing. Well, but, I think it's not ben- really well, that beneficial for us. It, exactly. It's, it's more so these people that well, are looking for jobs, contacting you know executives. Then I'm glad to do it. Then. Yeah, I mean, well, you guys haven't had to. What, what's that? I mean, so I am in the construction. Um, yeah, you know, it's like sales field. Okay. Um, construction equipment. So I'm doing a lot of cold calls where I'm walking into an office. I don't know who I am. I got to get through the gatekeeper. Yeah. Now at least, at least if I could drop a name and. That person would be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like I recognize this person's name because of I'm not sure where. Okay. It's just because we met on uh, LinkedIn, right? It's It just makes it so much easier to get through any kind of doors. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. just another bridge that ha- that didn't exist before. And, yeah, Preston and Steve, yep. you guys haven't had to Thanks, apply Mike. for a job, fortunately, for a while. But if you're in any kind of field where there's a lot of transients, you know, if you leave and, and, and like, if you're in sales, for example, or my brother, my youngest brother's in landscape management, and that's a job where you can take your skills and leave one organization and go to another. And so he's on LinkedIn all the time, and it's a great way to build up relationships, also to not burn bridges. You know, so you, you're connecting with people that you may reconnect with down the road and maintain those contacts. So to that point, like I've jumped in a couple, and I'll do it fair. Not I, I do it, and I'll do like a, a mass yeah. accept it because I know the importance it. of. I, I know, and yeah. I, but I, I, it's been a while, and now especially with everything that's going on, I'm going to jump in and make sure that I, I do that because if it if it means that, that I'm all too happy to do that. There's so many parts of the business world that are just foreign to me. I was talking to a friend of mine who works in like a, a digital promotion and digital sales realm and uh, he said part of the they 
uh, they've had uh, they haven't been traveling much because obviously with the uh, uh, the restrictions and all. But he said a big part of what they would do, and I, I, I'm like, you guys really do this? He said, yeah, they go to these conventions where they know these executives are going to be, and they have a plan to find that person who's going to be speaking at this. But and part of their job is to go up and say, hey, I'm so and so, how you doing? Listen, can we get together sometime? And blah 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 blah. Yeah, and that's a big part of their strategy. And I'm like. Just like LinkedIn, that's a mystery to me. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's part but of it's what essential. You do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me go to Emily. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Em? I just wanted to. I saw, heard you guys talking about the job stuff, and uh, when my husband left the military, he definitely struggled to search for a job. And the military tries to prepare you to leave the military and join a civilian career, but they did not prepare my husband. He was not ready. Uh, he was sending out, like, a generic resume to everybody he could. I kept telling him, tailor your resume to the job that you're applying for. Put a cover letter that is describing the company, like, what, you, what you're going to do for the company, and send a thank you note after your interview. Like, you need yeah. to do all of those steps. Yeah, no, yep, you, you, absolutely. you're exactly right. There's yep. there's a there's a protocol that's involved. Now there there are, thankfully, if obviously you, you there are tons of uh, websites and YouTube videos sure. that give you the advice from from basically the masterclass version of how to get a job. You know those courses that are online, and there's lots of people with very good advice and and very um, accomplished people who are ready to dispense that advice. Listen to the people who've made it. When I sent out, uh, when I was a, <clears throat> a fledgling broadcaster, uh, I would send out little uh, bottles of liquor. Yeah, oh, with wow. my uh, with my smart uh, uh, my resume and my air check tape. Really? Uh, yeah, and I would leave notes that that said like, here, you know, drink this and and listen, you know, listen to this and have a drink while you're doing it. You know, I was memorable. Totally, just is- play into yeah. it. You know, Did uh, it work. None of them ever hired me. Uh, <laughs> they were drunk. They forgot your name. I got I got callbacks, but you know, and you know this business. I mean, they they, they aren't hiring that often. Yeah. So uh, you know, I just was hoping to get lucky, and I did make a couple of contacts, and people remembered it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I was trying to do something that made me stand. But you out. know what? If if it came down to you and another person, uh, you would be remembered. You know, if, if you had similar skills to that other person, and like, you know what, this guy sent me a bottle. I'm going to give him a second chance. And I, I would send a little airplane bottles, and I would I would use take a, a picture of myself and then put it on the photo photocopier, and then cut my face out and then tape it to the bottle, uh, and just <laughs> oh all the God. bottles. Yeah, I was doing anything I That's could. To smart, just, man. So it so. If you made it to the next stage, would you send them some coke? I uh, and then yeah. heroin. Yeah. Get them hooked. Get them hooked. Absolutely. Yeah, I really want to hire you. Uh, let me go to Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Good morning. Hey guys, you rock. Thank hey. you, Joanne. Thank you. What's up? Um, well, I was thinking when you were talking about what kind of uh, thing he would want to do in college. Your yeah. son. Yeah, so he's a big time crazy. gamer. Yeah. I was on a train one time going from Doylestown into Center City, and this kid gets on. He must have been about 20 years old. All excited. Just got out of college. He had a job right out of college. He, he calls himself a coach, a game coach. And it's a new pro, um, uh, course of study, yeah. Yeah, and these kids, they study gaming their whole college career. And he got a job, and there's... Because it's so new, there's 
there's not actually a right way yet. They're still building the way you coach these games. And your son already has experience doing that. So, I mean, what, what better? He'd love... He'd, Game coaching do, now. Do do you mean for like for professional game teams? Yes. Yeah, I don't think he's at that level. I mean, there's you know. If he went to college for this kid, yeah. What well, about little league? Yeah. Uh, okay, I've not not heard possible. of game coaching, but I'm sure you know those nerd street guys. I definitely need to talk, yeah. talk to them. Thank you, Joanne. Appreciate it. I mean, listen, they have professional gamers. Do you think they, that gaming will then uh, make its way into the collegiate level and then the high school level? Actually, and- I don't know about high school level, but I'll bet you collegiate level. Marissa is, is uh, yeah. nodding her head that, yeah, big time, that that there will be, like, you know, NCAA-sanctioned yeah. uh, games, yeah. I would imagine. Like minor league and then, I mean, essentially, like what my son does, it's, it's little league. And, you know, he and all his friends, they get together when, you know, Fortnite, and they go out and they're, you know. You're in the presence of greatness. You're in the presence of greatness is exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Case, there are definitely clubs in high schools around the area now and even younger. Um, It's spreading. Yeah. You know, the thing is that also with you, Preston, the the preconceived notion that he's got to be a world, he has to have a ninja in front of his name and he's got to be at that level. Not necessarily. Okay. You know, you you can come in. There can be things that are peripheral to that that would maybe fulfill him and make him excited because obviously the one thing we've learned over the course of our lives is that if you like what you do, if you're engaged by it, you're going to be better at it. Yeah. And with that and the attention to that and the work ethic and the time you invest in it, then comes the money. Well, so the uh, you said mentioned Ninja and uh, the big thing right now is just trying to find that handle that's going to right. be your handle. And, and my son has probably had a few different handles that he's just mm-hmm. he just can't. Um, sea muscles didn't stick. Sea muscles did not stick. He was Blaze Edits for a little bit. Blaze Edits. Yeah, Edits is like oh, this thing in Fortnite. But uh, Blaze. So he there are and a lot his of phases he, out there, right? Yeah, he and his uh, friends started. A, they they started their own team. Cheek clapper. <laughs> cheek clapper. <laughs> cheeks. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, we're not allowed. Cheek clapper. No. Now that we know what that is, we're not allowed to yeah. say that anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, How about Bean Flicker? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm one of the you're one of the flickers. Pud knocker. Pud knocker. Yeah. I can't it's remember. Chode. I gave him one not long ago, and it wasn't sea muscles. But uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, this is it is solid. Pud punchers. <laughs> uh, you don't want like I don't know. I just I don't think you want like a whole bunch of you know characters and and numbers and so you know like ninja is cool. Right. I, th- I like chode, man. I think that's, that's chode, a good one. Man. It's simple. It's one syllable. We are the chode, like a collective, like yeah, the yeah. Borg. yeah, like yeah, the Borg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are chode. Oh, my God. All right. Well, anyway, thank you for the tips. I appreciate it. But I, w- I was curious about uh, the online uh, application because I've always been told, go make an impression, uh, be in person. But you can also, it can it can backfire on you as well. Yeah. Um, Wear but, clothes. But I wasn't sure what, Nick. Ham ass. Ham ass. Yeah. too much like Hamas, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hezbollah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one S. Uh, uh, away from Hamas, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. I see it's four K's here. K K K K. Right. Right. Alright. Well, anyway, thank you for the advice. I appreciate it. And if you're hiring at your video game store or comic book shop, <laughs> let me know because I got somebody who can do some work for you. We're gonna take a break. Come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. What's new? Why do you ask? God smack. Killers. I'm throwing 
Billy Joe Armstrong. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Real quick is just a uh, uh, oh well let me let me type out the Daily Rush video. There's a new Daily Rush video and it it's the title is Steve would do what in space and the description says Captain there's a foreign substance floating in the ship. You can watch it now at PrestonSteve.com. I don't remember but I can guess. Not a clue. Uh, sponsored by Punchline Philly, uh, Fish Town's first comedy club restaurant and bar. Uh, this is not really a topic but I, I had no other place to to fit this in. I uh, somebody sent me, and it was an article from last year about a guy who was David Duke's longtime political advisor uh, and is a former KKK Grand Wizard, apparently. Yeah. Um, his name, Kenny Knight. No, oh my God. Oh, yes. Oh, He's going to prison for running a pill mill operation out of New Orleans. So, how many people you think? Uh, are there? This maybe one or two that hear that and go, "Yeah, at least listen to that guy and say, <laughs> right, <laughs> right." Oh my god, that thing's must have gone south. Uh huh. Never indicated. It I wonder was if right. he's the same age. Where'd you get that hood, Kenny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where'd you get them robes, Kenny? Yeah. All right. Anyhow, thank some, you. Some kind of wizard there, Kenny. <laughs> thank you for passing that along. I appreciate that. Wow. What's with this grand dragon stuff, Kenny? <laughs> Uh, so with all of us, uh, you know, still, uh, being as safe as we can, as far as, uh, you know, uh, personal, um, the space and, and watching out and, and being careful contamination and so on with, uh, with COVID-19, um, we, I, I saw this article about sneezing and clearly, you know, it's always important to make sure you, you know, keep your sneezing to, uh, you don't want to blast it all over the place no, and so on. No, especially when you're with um, uh, sexual partners you just met. Oh, right. COVID-19! Yeah, they may, not, the, they may be afraid of COVID-19. But anyhow, a body language expert has revealed the meaning behind the different types of sneezes. Oh. Um, okay. And I'll need to see what you guys think about this. So there's a guy named Robin Kermode. Uh, found it, which sounds like commode. It does, yeah. But it's Kermode. Uh, the founder of communication consultancy zone co uk. So he's English. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, and author of the best selling book called Speak So Your Audience Will Listen. The communication. Listen! <laughs> the communication coach said, uh, In the age of social distancing, we are trying especially hard not to stand too close to other people in the case they sneeze. Uh, there are germs all over us, indeed, if we do the same. So the way we sneeze is important. And we're never... learning how to hug. We're learning how to sneeze. Yep, we're doing all this stuff. We'll learn how to fart tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a never and never more so than at this time. But the way to sneeze also says a lot about our personality type as well. So okay. this is not an instruction on no. how you should sneeze. This is what it says about you. It's a psychological profile yeah. okay. if you so sneeze a certain way. That person who's dousing you in deadly spores, uh, you can learn something about them. Do you guys have a sneeze style uh, that you can mm. speak of? I don't think I do. I know my father does. It's very loud and okay. um, annoying. Yeah, a loud sneezer. Okay. Yeah, he's a loud sneezer. <laughs> I, I, do, I do the elbow sneeze. As do I. Uh, or if I... If, if, if <laughs> if it's colder, jacket, I'll just cover the ja- jacket. Your jacket or someone else's? <laughs> um, something mine. Yeah. Uh, usually the collar of mine. I, I used to sneeze in the hand, and then I realized it's not really... 
It's grungy. It's the only much. time you so for me it's environmentally based and situational. If you have food yeah. in your mouth, I got to use the hand. I got to. I got to. Yeah. I got to stop splatter. Yep. Uh, so that's that's going to be the case. If it's a regular sneeze in a in a room, the the into the arm, into the into the elbow, right. uh, you know, into your the, the whatever you call it, uh, and. Uh, and, and then otherwise, yes, into the shirt or the coat or whatever, anything to contain it. But, I, yeah, yeah I, I'm right with you. But the one time I think the hand is really validated yeah. is when – and it always happens. Like a lot of times oh, when I I'm in – And it's just – I had <laughs> hers cheese balls. I could have created a Jackson Pollock yesterday yeah. if, I didn't, if I didn't cover my mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I caught what was going to be a masterpiece. I do, I do actually sneeze into my shirt. Quite a bit, okay. Um, you know, I'll just you know kind of tuck my nose and, and yeah. mouth down into my shirt, and I'll do that. That's a good one. I used to sneeze differently, and then you guys, uh, you guys broke me in my habit. Oh, you! Used oh, to we be... thought you were going to hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, you would hold it in, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. What that says about you? When I am outside and nobody's around, there's nothing like a big uh, rah, rah, just, yes. just shoot it out. Rah, uh, because and that's what I was going to say. It depends on where you are. So right. for me, if I was in work or, um, you know, I started sneezing into my elbow years ago when I was dancing and they were like, look, don't sneeze into your hands and then go hold someone's hand. Yeah. Um, but at home, if I, same thing, Preston, if I'm outside and of course, if no one's around, not that I'm, you know, spitting all yeah. over the place, but like, just let it out and don't hold back at all. I've seen you do snot rockets here in the, in the <laughs> studio before. And that's, that is bizarre, isn't it? That she'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. seeing her. Like, like. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Oh, if you, if you, my, my, my friend's grandfather growing up, I that, that's a sort of a thing. He's an old Italian guy, and it was, and he would do the snot rockets, but all the time, yeah, and all the time, no matter where you were. Oh, no. So he figured if you were like at a, if you were sitting at, a, and I remember sitting out at his his uh, patio table. He just leans, leans oh. we're all eating there, like, and snot on, rockets man. into the grass. Oh. I'm like. I want to die right now. I wonder if that's where your revulsion started, Steve, because that gets you it. maybe more than anything is oh my God, the mucus and the snot. I can watch I can watch loved ones be vivisected in front of me, but I, I can't. But snot. And you know what, Steve? I can't stand the idea of a handkerchief, a, a, a reusable. It's pretty gross. Like, uh, yeah. it's come pretty. on. My dad used to carry one, and he'd pull it out, and it would just be pockmarked. Uh, with boogers, dried I mean, boogers. Did you think because it's, it's just it's, disgusting, it's bereft of moisture, it's suddenly not disgusting? Oh. That, that because it's age, it, it's it's not like a fine wine. It, it's it's just old snot. There was a uh, the, the, a movie with uh, 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 Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro called The Intern. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She hires her own father to be. Uh, yeah, not her own father, but but an old. They have an, an older, older yeah, intern yeah. program. But but he uh, he would carry a handkerchief, and his use for that was not to blow his nose. And he he he, he was talking to a younger worker. He's like, I care it for women. He's like, women can be more emotional, and I have it there for them just in case. So I'm like, okay, I okay, could, I could see that. And I wipe my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Uh, so here are the here are the types of sneezers and what it says about them. Uh, there is the apologetic sneezer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You sound like Stallone for a moment there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're better than that. I'm sorry. I'm I'm better. I'm trying. I'm better than that. It stinks. 
legs. I'm better than ah. <laughs> legs. Legs. If you have my legs, stop from my bubble shoot. <laughs> that ain't you. Uh, Rambo. You're better than that. Rambo too. <laughs> Over the top. Copland. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> What was the one where he was a gangster in late the 20s? Oh. Uh, Oscar. 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 <laughs> that sounds like a sneeze. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. <laughs> you got, yeah. I'm sorry, you got a cliffhanger there. Can you, <laughs> yeah. What was the one? Um, Daylight? Was that the one where they yes. were? Yeah. Uh, that was on just the other day. I came at yeah. the end of it. This is subtle. Where he comes up out of the... Daylight. Out of the harbor. That was, the, it was, the, was it the Holland Tunnel that floats? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so the apology. All right. Yeah. yeah the apology. Yeah. Nighthawks. Yeah, the subject in hand. Now you on. Creek 2. Wow. Uh, the apologetic sneezer, describing this as someone who apologizes, apologizes before, after, or maybe even while they're sneezing. Zai. Zai. Sneeze. Stop. This person, Robin Kermode, says uh, this is someone who... <laughs> I do that. I apologize. When I sneeze, I apologize. This is someone who doesn't want to impact on other people's lives too much. They will probably be quite reserved in character and always polite. He says you can see <laughs> the agony on their face yes. as they try to hold in the sneeze that is inevitably going to come out. Jeez. So, Preston, right at the beginning of all this, the, the corona, so when everyone was just freaking, like massively freaking out, yeah. and we're here at work, I, I, I took a, a, a mint and I put it in my mouth. And sometimes you put a mint in your mouth. Oh, no. And, and, I, and I immediately, for anyone with an earshot, Kathy, you're, you, you guys are working from home at that time, and, and I just yelled out, I, t- I put him in my mouth. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> On the Stallone thing, somebody wrote in, that ain't true. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, of course, it uh, it comes out in the end, and when it does, they hold most of the sound inside them apologetically. This personality type should definitely work on their confidence. Yeah. Inside. I'm pretty confident. I just don't. To me, it, it's especially if you out of the blue sneeze, it can be startling. Then there's the loud sneezer, like your dad, Nick. Okay. <clears throat> Robin says, we've all heard this one. They are usually men and perceive themselves as being alpha. Uh, they tend to believe that a 500-decibel sneeze is a confirmation of their importance in the world and often lack consideration. And don't they usually unzip and pull out their junk? <laughs> he said, uh, from my experience, the loud sneezer rarely covers their mouth and are supremely proud of their volume. Nick, have you asked your dad about his sneeze and why he does it so loud? You know, it's it's gotten better over the years, too. So much like yours has changed, Casey, my dad has, too. And I think maybe my mom finally said something and said it's it's too loud. But I, I think it, for him, it was it was the release aspect. Like, he, yeah. everything was coming out, including volume. You yeah. know, like, uh, uh, he, he, I think the loud part of it made him feel better while he was doing it. But you would hear him... Outside, if uh, if you were in, if he was inside, you could hear him outside. That's how loud it was. There are people who I know who have who have exaggerated, uh, and that was yeah. some people actually will deliver that sort of cacophonous sneeze naturally, and there are other people who oversell it. Oh, that's uh, I'll do that just to annoy, yeah. just for fun. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, no, like my mom used to do that to me as a kid, and we would get so annoyed. And she's like, "It just feels good to get it out," but then it just turned into like a joke. You know what I mean? She would do it to annoy us. So now I do it to Jason. He always goes, it's not necessary. You don't have to sneeze like that. Oh, my God. I've told this story before. The loudest sneeze, and I know this, and I've ever heard, was a Jim Steaks. was in there to get a sandwich. There was a woman, a very large woman, 
who was sitting, you know, you sit along the wall there, you uh-huh. know, where everybody orders, and I just thought she was screaming. Oh, really? Uh, and and like, uh, it, and it was like, ah! it was like that. <laughs> wow. Oh my god! And the first time I heard it, and I mean, it was deafeningly loud. <laughs> and I turn around, I'm like thinking, what just happened? <laughs> And I see the woman sitting there facing the wall, and she did it again, mouth open, not covering, and just a scream. I don't even want to do it because it hurts my throat to do that, but that was the loudest I've ever heard anybody sneeze. If it's the, if the expulsion of, I mean, we know that when you <laughs> sneeze, it's coming out at the velocity of a tornado. That, that is, it's that, yeah. uh, we get it. But if it's that loud and if it's that disruptive, you might have issues. You know what I do like, though? Um, sneezing the F-bomb. That's a good one. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's sort of cathartic, isn't it? It is. Uh, they says of the loud sneezer, this person said, uh, beware of them at your peril. Their volume probably matches their velocity. Mm. In the words of the government, stay alert. Uh, this person's British. I mean. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, and take this all with a grain of salt. It's just right. fun to talk about. Uh, the silent sneezer. This kind of person who doesn't want to draw attention to themselves, Robin explains, uh, marking a silent sneezer as someone who will either hold their nose mm-hmm. or not make a sound. I don't think I've ever seen somebody physically pinch their nose together while they sneeze. Yeah. And, I, and we've learned that that's medically yeah. unsound. You should not do that, correct? You your eyes pop out? Who, yeah. Who is the intern that we have where I literally was like, did you just sneeze? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like... You're better than that. Like that, I do, I do, I do. You're better than that. I haven't. I won't. First blood, first blood, first blood. <laughs> I won't you. hold my nose to stop a sneeze, but like I've felt a sneeze coming on in the middle of a traffic report or something, and I'll have to like I kind of <laughs> pinch yeah. my nose a little bit to, to, to stop, stop it. it from coming on. I've know? gotten very good at uh, at corralling sneezes, uh, especially now. You know, just to sort of make sure because people do tend to panic, but the. Uh, um, it, it's hard if it's, it, listen, when I walk out into the parking lot and the, and the sun hits my face, um, I'm usually one or two sneezes I'm going to get. And then, you know, but I'm out in the open. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Uh, it says they may lack confidence or just be the type who don't want to ruffle feathers, but they could do with letting their opinion be heard more often. They try to keep a poker face as if, if as if it's not happening, but usually end up looking startled as their eyes widen in the process. The rabbit in headlight look doesn't fool anyone. They're routinely unbathed, and they yeah. often look at granny porn. Press, <laughs> is that the type of sneeze that you that I used to do? Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, you would do yeah. that. It would be like a go- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, you had a revelation a little while ago about wiping. Uh, Dude. We- He's been, he is fully on board of sitting now. I'm a straight up sit wiper now. Yep. We've uh, we've uh, there's so many things of your life have changed. Yeah, for the better. I like the way I sneeze now. I mean, it's it's maybe into your ass. No, it's uh, maybe a little bit louder than I prefer, but I'm not overdoing it. But yeah. I I'm not holding anything back. So all right, here's uh, another sneezer. The vocalized at you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robin says, this is usually done by someone who feels they have every right to sneeze but are trying to be socially polite. Uh, Sometimes called the muffled sneeze. It's often seen in confined public spaces. A tube. Like a lift or a train. A lift or a train. Uh, Yes. Not in the tube. uh, This person (laughs) is, yeah, why would they say train? 
a lift or the tube. Yeah. Or maybe while driving a lorry. Yeah. Uh, this person is usually self-assured. Or perhaps it's Stonehenge or outside Big Ben. But also self-conscious and controlled and could do with occasionally letting their hair down. Wouldn't you go into the loo for that? I don't know. <laughs> yes, please go to the loo. Uh, but uh, at shoe. I, I do that not on purpose, but occasionally I'm like, wow, I just... I just sneeze the word I, at you. <laughs> I do find it cute when uh, I, there was a, a, a girl um, years ago at the first radio station I worked at who literally, and I would I would call her on it and say you're you're forcing that. And she, that was the way I guess she had taught herself to sneeze. Yeah. And now that was her reflexive sneeze. Yeah. Uh, the trying not to sneezer. Uh, this says this <laughs> the is the old, old trying not to sneezer. This is the mm. ultimate people pleaser. Robin says, the person who doesn't want to create a scene or make a fuss, they will try everything from pushing up hard with their forefinger against their septum or holding their breath. Is there a um, def- is there a definitive one? Well, there's no definitive way, obviously, to corral a sneeze. But what do you find to be the most effective way? On my on my own, I don't know. It's it's hard to. You just try to consciously stop it. But my sister used to do this thing. When seeing someone with their mouth open, you know, in that pre-sneeze yeah. oh, ritual. I know what you're going to say. Well, no, she would say, so she would always say, coconuts. Oh. And then you go, why did you just say that? Like, and you mm-hmm. would stop, you would, you're, right. you're, yeah. the confusion would throw you off and you wouldn't sneeze. Would you say stick your finger in their mouth? Because Casey <laughs> used to do that. No, that Casey, was, yeah, that was Casey re-awning. Used to do that. No, I, your no, index I, finger in their, in their rectum, right? I was going to say a, a distraction. Somebody yeah. who, who like tries to distract you from it. It's, it's so annoying. Don't do that. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, we've said that sneezing, I think, it, yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Sneezing is similar to the action of having an orgasm. The, yeah. it's, the, what what happens, well, we found out that there's there is erectile tissue in your nose. <laughs> we did. But but the uh, the trigger, that, that moment, that unstoppable sneeze is like orgasmic. It, and so, therefore, when you are stopped, uh, it's like being denied when you're at that moment. You know? Yeah, it's not... Not finishing, basically, yeah. yeah. I because I, I it is I I found especially if you're having if you're plugged up, you have hay fever, or whatever, and you sneeze, you, you know, it, it it's a release. It is a release. Mm-hmm. It's a sexual release. We learned as well. Uh, while it is great to want to keep people happy, these characters, the the try not to sneezers, should make sure that they stay true to themselves and aren't too be true to yourself, sneezers. Influence uh, the elbow sneezer, which I've become. Uh, Robin reveals this person likes to follow the rules and with recent COVID-19 guidelines uh, stating uh, sneezing into your elbow is the most hygienic way to sneeze. If you don't have a tissue, then they are right on target. Uh, This character is self-aware and considerate. They can perhaps sometimes lack individual thinking. It also makes me (laughs) wonder how many times they've already sneezed into their jacket and when they had last washed it, and I'm not sure my parents' generation would have approved, they said. So that's according to this. Have we, have we done the list? I think maybe you did in the past of uh, responses to sneezing from around the world. Yeah, we did. And there, there's okay. some bizarre um, stuff. It's, I'm just scrolling through them now. And, and uh, the, most of them are, you know, um, be healthy, to your health, things like that. But Go I to got, hell. Well, when I got to Vietnamese, the Vietnamese response is rice with salt. Okay. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know why. Uh, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, but like, uh, yeah, from, there's a whole bunch of them from around the world. But that one just seems. Yeah, most of them we're looking at here. May you be blessed. Live long. Live good. Be live healthy long. to your health. Stuff like that. That's and what gesundheit means. Is, and is, then is, rice with salt. Yes, rice two with salt. Two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know. 
I had always assumed. Now, listen, my uh, I'm, I'm Scotch Irish, so uh, that we... man, my uh, I think it was Parker's uh, English teacher uh, is one of those who did not like you to say "bless you" or anything like that after someone sneezed because you know it's a myth. It's not you know blah blah blah. That all this it's stuff. not real. It's not real. <laughs> You're better than that. It's, uh, <laughs> but what it has become is a courtesy, it right? Is. And mm-hmm. it's just what is done by most people, and right. it shouldn't annoy you to no end, right? But there, there are people who become militant about it, and they yeah. become annoying. I've always assumed that the bless you part of it came from, and I've never looked up this, but I had always assumed from days of of plagues and so on and 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 viruses like now that back in earlier days when there was less medical uh capabilities in medical science that a sneeze could indicate that you might be sick and they might be saying bless you i hope you're not sick i think there's part of it that's that i think there's also part of it that believed at some point that 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 you were expelling okay uh, or whatever but but i mean i'm sure it's all predicated on something like this Here, here's one of the origins up at the screen here Preston. all right one of the symptoms of the plague was coughing and sneezing and it is believed that pope gregory the first suggested saying god bless you after a person sneezed in hopes that this prayer would protect them from an otherwise certain death so there you all right go. i guess i was right in a, in a, in a ballpark i think because it seems pretty you know logical I, yeah i had a, i dated a girl who would say god bless you on the first sneeze and then save you on the second sneeze all right bless you save you yeah, you know what? And then and I will fix you on the third one. It should be cold pleasure. <laughs> My sister-in-law, who is from Columbia, would say, uh, you know, I forgot what, like... Flush the drugs. No, it was like, no, 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 no. Uh, it was like uh, one is for love, one is for peace, one is for something or the other. And then if if you didn't seize a, thir- a third time, I forgot I forgot what the saying was. So okay. there, there's a troika of of, uh, of wishes for, for each. So if you... If you like Okay, that. interesting. yeah. yeah. All right, so here is the repetitive sneezer. Did I already say this? No. No. Here's the next one. The repetitive sneezer. (laughs) This is generally done by somebody who wants to be the center of attention, Robin says. I had an uncle who sneezed very loudly twice with about an 11-second gap in between as if he was genuinely proud of his second sneeze. Oh, shut up. Maybe you just need to sneeze more than once. Uh, There are also, by the way, sneeze Nazis. That you need you need to calm down. Uh, many of us routinely sneeze in patterns, often between two and five times, but they don't have to be ex, uh, eccentrically loud. Okay. How about everybody's different? Yeah. And some people sneeze once. I, on the other hand, am not a one sneezer. Me either. Yeah, I'm Twice always two minimum. Yep. Two usually, though there are yeah. Again, when I walk out into the sun, I can almost guarantee I will sneeze twice, and then I'm done. Twice and done. But uh, uh, that's actually a country western accent. But the uh, um, but yeah, it's and again, but there are also people when my my wife will sometimes when I sneeze and sneeze a couple times, it's like I almost feel like oh my god, she's medically worried for me that I'm sneezing so much. It's just a sneeze. I'm going to go to uh, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. So, so me and my dad um, both sneeze. Um, We're multiple sneezers, and um, as as been listening quiet sneezers so where i do it in at least multiples of three and um he'll do it in sometimes multiples of five when we're together and we um like i start a sneezing fit he will actually egg me on to keep going he'll be like, one more, one more, you're one more, better one more. than that <laughs> so he, he, do. He, enjo- he enjoys making you sneeze more correct yeah and, but 
you were saying about God bless you, if I'm in a sneezing fit and somebody says God bless you and I stop, I get the sneeze, like the sneeze is stuck in me and it like physically hurts. Do you do so you know? Husband, Go ahead. So my husband now knows. He'll like, he'll hear it and then he'll be like, are you done? And then I'll go, go and then he'll say God bless you. All right. All right, so, that's courteous. Yeah. Do you do you have the? Because there's a scenario where do you have the person? Uh, and it may happen to you, Lindsay, where where you sneeze once, God bless you. Then you sneeze again, and the person will say, "God bless you," mm-hmm. and it starts to, it starts to <laughs> ascend. God, yeah. God bless you. <laughs> My wife. Yeah, most, most of the time, if it's the first time somebody's seeing, um, first time somebody's like around me while I'm sneezing, they'll be like, "Are you okay?" Because right. sometimes <laughs> it looks like I'm going into a seizure because I'm just like sneezing and. Um, Sometimes if it's a lot of sneezes, my husband will even ask, are you done yet? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that I'm sneezing so much. And I'm like, I can't control it. That's the right. compassion right. kicking in. Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah, my, thanks, my wife goes into sneezing fits sometimes. And when she's going off and I'm talking like five or more, like I'll say, God bless you. God bless you. God, and then like uh, they'll go. I'm. This is the last one. God bless you. And then because I don't want to be like a, I don't want to be a dick for and not say God bless you. She should right? sit in the in the, yeah. in, in the office in the morning. We'll, we'll <laughs> this is our our sneeze, right? Preston will sneeze. Yeah, I'll go. Chill. Right. Bless you. Chill. <laughs> yeah. The second one is <laughs> every time. Uh, you've been doing that for, for 20, years. 20, 20, years. Yeah, twenty plus years. Uh, by the way, somebody had texted in, and this is what it was with uh, uh, my Colombian. Uh, um, uh, sister-in-law, so he'll uh, her husband will sneeze and she'll say that's for health, and then the next one's for money. If you sneeze oh. a third time, if he doesn't sneeze a third time because it's supposed to be for love, she'll go no love. Oh, oh. I like that. So you got to whip up another one after that. All right, one more. Give me some pepper. Uh, <laughs> hang on, real quick. This is about the the sneezer holder inner. I'm going to go to Bob. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. Bob. I missed that last part because somebody was screaming, Bob. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, what a beautiful day. Oh, it is. It's a gorgeous day. All right, what were you going to tell us, sir? So my dad is one of those people that tries to hold the sneeze in. And uh, this was back in the 70s. And he held the sneeze in, and a lump popped out the back of his neck. What? Uh, I don't know if it was a cyst. He ended up having to have surgery on it. But Steve might know that this was during the time when that movie, The Manitou, came out. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, ju- I just watched it. I got the Blu-ray. It's, it's uh, <laughs> a thing it, growing on her neck. It, and... it turns out to be an Indian yeah. witch doctor growing out of her neck. Susan yeah. Strasberg. <laughs> so I was terrified that this is what had popped out of my dad's neck, that he was, had now had an ancient Indian spirit. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, Bob, was that the last time he held in a sneeze? No, he still does it to this day. What? I've never heard anything of that level, but I know that it's not good for you to suppress a sneeze. Wow. So, listen, don't do it. But, but, hey, it's hard to, I guess, change your sneezing habits. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bob. God. That movie, The Manitou, was the first time I got to see boobs. <laughs> yeah. Everybody remembers that. All right. Thanks, man. The Manitou. Nick, what are you looking up over here? So there's this Mexican response to people saying uh, to people saying the word Sancho after a sneeze. And it means the origin is that your girlfriend is cheating with you, uh, cheating on you with a guy named Sancho back at her place right now. <laughs> and I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. But what if we have that? any Mexican listeners that know um, why 
people say this, but yeah. So if so, if, if someone if you're if you're if, there's a Mexican tradition that if someone yes. sneezes, the response is Sancho. Sancho, and the reason why is that your girlfriend's cheating on yep. you with a guy named Sancho right now. I was just suggesting that your girlfriend is a tramp. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna go to. I don't know if we've ever talked to a guy named Chick before. Hey, Chick. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Morning. Morning. So how's well, your? <laughs> We enjoyed talking to you, Jake. <laughs> we used to make fun of my grandfather. My grandfather used to sneeze boisterously. He used to have a, a little roll before the sneeze. It was more like a... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, what was that there was that race in uh, Phantom awesome. Menace? Those underwater... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Chick. The Gungans. The Gungans. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, bud. Uh, somebody here recommends when somebody sneezes, you say, shut the F up. <laughs> like Mark Summers? Yeah. yeah. Wait, what is that? No. Mark, Mark Summers at uh, shut, shut the f*** up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. A- oh, that'd be great. Uh, Would you uh, shut the F up? Shut the f*** up. Uh, all right, so Brandon is not uh, Latino, but he does know something about that Sancho thing. Hey, uh, Brandon, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, bud? Nice. Uh, no, I do landscaping, so I work with a lot of Mexicans. <laughs> and uh, when you're in the truck and you sneeze two or three times, yep. they'll sit there and say, ah, cornudo. Cornudo. Yeah, which basically the translation I got was like uh, – your wife is at home sleeping with two guys. Okay. Wow. All wow. right. Well, that's, you know, wow. that's in the ballpark. But... Maybe they're just telling you to shut the F up. Is <laughs> what? Better. No, this is better. Yeah, yeah. It, This is better. Your wife is at home sleeping with two guys is shut... a little bit more elaborate. Yeah, then shut the F up. That's. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, they said it's Cornudo. It's like, you know, one antler goes in one door, another antler goes in. <laughs> wow. Wow. Right. So, so, so Thanks, man. and do they laugh when they say that? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So I, it's, uh, I wonder if, it, if it's akin to, uh, thanks, Brandon, I appreciate it, that, you know, that you can't hold in that sneeze and you want to, and they hit you with this because you had to give in and sneeze. You know what I mean? Yeah, so something like that. You kind of get a laugh out it, of it. It, it seems fraternal. Uh, let me go to, okay, so Eric is on the line. Eric is, it says here Mexican. Hey, Eric, how you doing, buddy? Yo, what's up, Preston? Como yeah. estas? Uh, ah, uh, muy bien. You too. You too. Okay. Uh, hey. vous. So, uh, what's up, Steve? <laughs> what? What is now? Have you? Did you hear the last caller? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't hear the last one because I was waiting for the uh, the radio. But, right. uh, but he, yeah, basically, yeah. Ahead. Well, he was saying cornudo. I think is what oh. he said. Cornudo is like basically like the, the, you're getting the horns. You know what I mean? Like your girl's sticking it to you. You know what I mean? With some other guy. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but, Sa- but basically, go ahead. What? Uh, but Sancho is is a similar type of response. Exactly. It's like basically. All right. So check this out. You, right. you get one sneeze in, and and then your boys are like, okay, salute. Okay, gracias. Okay, sneeze again. <laughs> salute. Okay, the third one. Sancho. You know what I mean? Just just messing with them. You know what I mean? Okay. I so it's usually that. on the third one. See if they catch on to it. You know what I mean? What would you say, uh, Sancho? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love like, this. Like, I wanted to learn that. Spanish in high school, and they were sent. They, 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 I ended up with French, but the French is good too. But I, was, I would love to. Have, I would love to know Spanish. <sighs> here's, here's, here's another one for you, right quick, right? But right. It's like 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 today a hot day, right? You see. You see your boys out there working, you be like, hey, it's hot today. You know, and they were like, what? 
Take a little closer. It's Hope away. What? 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 You know, you know, basically, you know, you'll figure it out later. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Eric. That's hilarious, dude. Thanks for letting us know, man. We appreciate it. All right, man. You guys have a good one. Later, All right. man. All right. See you. Bye. All right. <laughs> That's oh my. really funny. That's great. I All didn't right. know that. But that's that's. Um, no, no. I never knew about the progression. I, you know, I like the progression from one sneeze to the yeah. second sneeze. To the, yeah. But they all seem to tap out at three. After I guess after that, you just become annoying. Health, money, and love is the other one. Uh, and then the last thing. Do I have time for this last one? Mm-hmm. Uh, the video call sneeze without a handkerchief. This is the unprepared personality type. Uh, Robin says the one who goes on a video call without a handkerchief. And I was on a video call recently with someone who sneezed very visibly as he didn't have a handkerchief. He spent the next five minutes surreptitiously trying to clean his face whilst trying to appear not to be doing so. These character types are often confu- the confused professor types. Uh, probably better right. to not um, go out in public if you just openly sneeze into, onto your screen while you're right. conducting a video yeah. conference. All right, there you go. Personality traits of sneezers. Interesting. We're going to take a break, come back, and get to the Bizarre Five stories. Stay with us. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you, social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors! Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely, because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I started this morning's show with a uh, text from somebody who said, here, get this out of your head. And it was, we all live in a yellow quarantine. Well, somebody stopped it. <laughs> we all live in a yellow doodle peen. <laughs> <laughs> I love doodle peen. Doodle peen was uh, one of our finalists in the... Uh, uh, Daily Rush Madness. Daily Rush Madness. Mm-hmm. Strong contender. Correct. Yeah, but it was, it was beat out by intern Ben. As you can imagine. So... <laughs> You could have All right, I have some B file stories and we're ready to give them to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Hers, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level when it comes to snacking this summer. Keep it filling, filling, and make it hers. Hers, forever good. A 60-year-old surfer was attacked and killed by a 10-foot great white shark off the coast of northern South Wales on Sunday. Uh, The man received a bite to the back of his thigh and was brought to the shore by other surfers who had fought off the shark. Uh, Surf Life Saving said in a statement the victim had received first aid on the shore but died on the beach. A shark biologist assessed the photographs and confirmed that it was a white shark that was responsible for the fatal attack. Oh, man. Yeah, New South Wales Ambulance Inspector Terrence Savage said it was dreadful. Uh, and for everyone involved, when you get a call to attend a shark attack, you never know the full extent of the damage until you get on the scene. They did everything they could to try and save his life. But despite their best efforts, they were unable to do so. Nearby beaches were cleared of swimmers and surfers will remain uh, uh, sir, for for swimmers and surfers, and they will remain closed for 24 hours. So, you you, wow. you know, you slice through one of those major arteries in the yeah. leg, and that's doesn't it. T- doesn't yeah. take much. Uh, quarantined Florida residents worried about their laughter lines and crow's feet need uh, frown no longer because Botox is back. And it's being offered at drive-throughs. Oh wow! There you go, Kev. It was like a specific doctor, right? That Michael Salzhauer, yes, yeah. a plastic surgeon known as Doctor Miami, has been conducting drive-through Botox injections in the garage of his building in the posh Miami neighborhood of Bal Harbor. 
The Italians never invented a color promotional sequence. At least that way you think it has it. Salzheiser said the idea struck him as he was sitting in his car waiting for a blood test. For it's funny, Coach. I was actually sitting in a car waiting for a test for COVID. Uh, for COVID-19 antibodies. All right. Uh, he said the areas that we inject Botox are the upper face. Ex- right. Exactly the parts of the face that aren't covered by the mask. You know that. So it's really ideal. Hey, perfect. Uh, Sal Salzheiser said that uh, while wearing a mask, face shield, and surgical gown as he waited for his next drive-up patient, yeah, the patients can sign up online, Easy. paying an average of $600 each yeah, uh, for a uh, stippling of shots stippling. or stipling of shots across their face. foreheads. I uh, was trying to say seven. You were trying to say seven. <laughs> For seven shots yeah. across her for stipling. Okay. Uh, Armin Oversham was ex- enthusiastic as he waited in line for his uh, with his wife in the car, although it was their first time ever receiving in- injections at that time. So, yay. Uh, but he's doing it. Yep. I think and I'm going to do it. Kathy, you should because this way you'll be woozy behind the wheel of your car. No, not the drive through, but I, I think these lines are getting to me. Oh, really? no kidding. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, know. if you so, do it, it's crazy that your vanity is stronger than your fear of needles. Uh, it's yeah. not needles. It is, <laughs> I've explained this. It is not the needles for this. It's what is going into my inside my forehead. The oh, toxin, poison. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, poison. Yeah. Where, that's yeah, what my mom keeps saying. She's like, you know, it's poison that's collapsing your muscles. And I was like, oh. do you know? And I don't want it to happen to you, but it would be hilarious because sometimes the Botox does shift. If it went to a party, like... Rah, rah. <laughs> Stop. Okay, forget it. Never mind. Not doing it. Like um, uh, Minority Report. Right, right, yeah. Tom Cruise yeah. and Minority Report. <laughs> uh, if that happens, we'll just give Kathy a hug. Yeah, that's right. She that. <laughs> no, stop, stop, stop. Oh, you want us to hug you? No, stop, stop, hug me. <laughs> All of us at She's once? asking. <laughs> you want a cheese curl? <laughs> Wait, if I got it would you, and it looked terrible, would you guys tell me or would you just go, yes. oh, yeah, Of course we would, okay. would. yes. It, my guess is, though, that the people who do it and, do, and know what they're doing, you you would be fine. You wouldn't have that shift, that mm-hmm. Botox shift. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, 23-year-old university student was arrested Thursday in connection with the killing of three members of his family with arrows fired from crossbow at his home in western Japan. Uh, Hidaki Nozu was arrested at the scene, is believed to have deliberately shot dead his 47-year-old mother, younger brother, and uh, 75-year-old grandmother. He also shot his aunt, who suffered serious injuries. Oh, man. And he was quoted by the police as saying, I intended to kill my family. Whoa. Uh, The police believe at least five arrows were fired, or bolts, uh, from the crossbow. Uh, The crossbow and the, the bolts were found in the living room of the house. Uh, what set him off? Uh, the two women uh, who died were both shot in the head, while the man was hit with two arrows in the head and the ant struck by one arrow in the neck. Based on the piercing of the victim's bodies, Nozu is likely to have fired the weapon at close range. His aunt had called for help after the attack, and a neighbor alerted emergency services. Uh, Japan has no laws to regulate crossbows, despite a number of incidents involving the weapon. Uh, it's not banned under the firearms and sword control law either. And Steve, I don't know. There's no word on why he wanted to kill his family, but dude did it. And that's crazy, man. Uh, all right, we only have time for one more story. Portland police came across 
a pig in a blanket along Waterfront Park. And I mean quite literally. It was an actual pig. It was asleep with an orange blanket draped over its massive frame. The agency posted two photos of the sleeping animal and asked its owners to come forward. The photos showed the pig oblivious to officers standing nearby. And Officer Natasha Hansberger, a Portland police spokesman, said that the pig goes by Betty. She's a Yorkshire breed, and someone in the community wrapped her in a blanket to keep her warm. Hungsparger said that the Bureau and members of the public worked Sunday morning to find Betty safe shelter. Uh, the officer said Betty has found a home at a local animal farm where they will take good care of her. Aren't pigs uh, supposedly very smart? That's what I hear, yeah. yeah. Uh, the pig apparently had been abandoned sometime overnight. Several people who had noticed the pig gently covered it with their own orange blanket and jackets and contacted Mary McDonald Lewis, an animal rights activist, and she said she received a call about midnight to help the estimated 300-pound swine. So they got it. They're taking care of it. It was an actual pig, pig in, in a blanket. blanket. Yep. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Lesson questions up next with Trash and Music News. So stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Are you ready for love and ready to get engaged? Then visit Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a test for you. We want to see if you were listening a while ago and uh, if you were paying attention. That's part of the whole lesson question. What did we learn today? And you get a reward if you get it right. You're a caller that I go to, a $50 Carabas Italian gift, Italian grill, I should say, dining card. Uh, so the question that I have for you this morning is, listener Nicole works at a cancer center. and She's great at giving hugs. What part of the hospital would be good for Kathy? <laughs> or is giving hugs go? 215-263-WMMR. A listener, Nicole Carin, call in. She works at a cancer center. She gives great hugs. Which part of the hospital would be great for Kathy? 215-263-WMMR. That is our number. If you know, you should call, and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. All locations are open. Call ahead for curbside pickup or delivery, and they provide your building material and hardware needs and are focused on customer and staff safety. Uh, you can check them out at admoyer.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, CBS announcing that the next season of Big Brother will go on as planned and will include all the winners from the past 20 seasons. CBS says this might be their one and only shot to get everyone in one house and burn it down. Oh, my God. It looks like Lindsay Lohan has been on uh, using her recent downtime during the coronavirus quarantine to stay in tip-top shape. Lohan says she got bit when she ignored the, quote, so-called experts and return to chain smoking. <laughs> and finally, James Cameron and his crew returning to New Zealand to continue filming the sequel to Avatar. Cameron says that a lot has changed in the few months during the lockdown, noting that Pandora will now be a Navi living room on a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your... All right, to the phones we go. For an answer, we try to find, and it is, we had listener... Uh, Nicole called in earlier. She works at a cancer center and is great at giving hugs. What part of the hospital would be good for Kathy? And I will go to George, see if we can get the answer. Hey, George, how you doing, bud? How's it going, man? Good, man. All right, so what part of the hospital would be great for Kathy to give hugs? 
the morgue. The morgue. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, George. We have a $50 Carabas Italian Grill uh, gift card, a dining card for you. Carabas Italian Grill is open and serving the community with your favorite made-from-scratch Italian dishes through car side carryout, delivery, and catering. Order online at uh, Carabas.com. Who is this doing this version? I can't remember. It's just something I found on YouTube. Yeah. It's a great song, no matter. Yeah, uh, just it does work. Just uh, in the in the melody. Yeah, no matter Remember what. Remember to tip you later. It's pretty awesome. I like the Step Brothers version and the uh, the karaoke version. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I've told you, there's a movie called uh, Captain Fantastic. Yeah, uh, which very very touching Viggo and very Mortensen, right? very very yeah. sad. Yeah. But at the end of it, there's a there's a, a version that these kids sing that just absolutely makes me cry. It's amazing. All right, music news. Let's get to it. Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. And it's brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. You can visit cinch.com and use my promo code Preston uh, to get $10 off of your first tank exchange. I was happy to hear this. Uh, this gentleman's been in our studio, and he's one of my all-time favorites. The readers of Britain's Total Guitar magazine have voted Queen's Brian May as the greatest guitarist of all time. Wow. May, who beat out the likes of Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, and Jimmy Page, said, I'm absolutely speechless. I'm blown away. I have to say it's completely unexpected. Obviously, I'm deeply touched uh, that people feel that way about me. I'm not under any illusions that technically I'm even on the tree of great guitarist. I guess this tells me that what I've done has affected people, and that means a great deal to me. I'll never claim to be a great guitarist in the sense of, you know, a virtuoso. I guess I just try to play from my heart, and that's about it. You know what he also has? He 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 understands the instrument. He understands. I mean, he's. I believe he did. He not build his own guitar. Did or, he? Yeah, I believe he did. Or unless I'm misremembering or confusing him with other. No, artists. yeah, he did. It was a. In fact, he told us the story. His dad and he made it. It's called. He calls it Big Red. Yeah. Uh, and they made it from a mantelpiece, I believe. Right. From their house, and they they made the body out of that and everything, and it's got a. <laughs> You hear the guitar, you know it's Brian May. What's your favorite lick from him? Wow. Um, God, man, that's a good question. Well, the, just the one note that he hits on on Bohemian Rhapsody uh, after the operatic part, and then it comes into the you know the head pounding the part where he goes do 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 that that part. It's one note, but the whole band is in on that. But it's a it's a part that's just like boom, it nails it. But you know what? Oddly enough. There's a guitar solo in in not one of their more. It's, it was a popular song, but One Vision that song, right? Great freaking guitar solo oh, in that, that one. man. He did, and I know I bring this up all the time, but it's one of my favorite pieces of Brian May playing. It's Brian May and Eddie Van Halen, and they did the theme song for this Japanese science fiction show called Starfleet. Okay. And it but they're playing together. It's some of the greatest guitar playing you'll ever hear wow. and no one knows about it. <laughs> but it's awesome. And we will rock you. It's when um the guitar comes in cuz you hear it kind of like singing in the background like 
and then yeah. and then yeah. when he goes into that, that's my favorite. Uh, he makes his presence be known with that guitar. Uh, while chatting with the magazine, he spoke about his admiration for Pink Floyd's David Gilmore. The Queen co-founder said of Gilmore, a beautiful player. I love him. I have enormous respect for him. I saw him in his first shows with Pink Floyd, which I'll never forget. He was doing crazy things with a bottleneck which fitted right in their kind of chaotic performances at the time. He's always been a great favorite of mine, a beautiful player. What's interesting about guitar is that, you know, these guitarists, they find their guitar's voice. And it's the only way I can sort of describe it, where, you know, like when somebody sings, obviously everybody has different voices, right? But, like, the guitarists, they they, they find the the right distortion and the right pedal, you know what I mean? The right tone is what they're looking for. So you can take... You can take some of the great guitar players of all time, and if you listen to what they're doing, some it's not necessarily technically that hard. And I'll give you a great example. Joe Walsh, who at the time was bona fide rock guitar guy. Yeah. And if you listen to the stuff he plays, it's not that very fast. Right. It's not that ripping. He's not a shredder. But he makes that guitar sing the notes that are absolutely perfect melodically for that song. And there are a lot of guys that are great like that. Like David Gilmore. David Gilmore makes the guitar sing. I mean, you know? yeah. Brian so, May makes it sing. Solos that uh, that are just, I mean, the shredders are, are great. They're you amazing. Know, they On serve a technical a purpose. level, absolutely. Yeah. But there's, when you can um, elicit a, an emotional response, yeah. that's another level. When mm-hmm. we watched that, uh, it was, I guess it's a documentary with... Um, Tiger uh, King? No. Jack White, uh, Edge. Oh, it's going to get it loud. Might, it might get it loud. It might get loud. When the Edge was talking about what he was doing for this song, I believe it was Elevation, right? Yeah. Um, when he took the distortion off, it made it. It was just like Bing, Bong, Bing, and that's that's all it was. There's a whole series of videos if you want to watch that are uh, metal songs without distortion. Okay. And you'll go, wow. Uh-huh. Okay, that's what that sounds like without all the. All the boom behind it. So, Miss Coach, you're better than that. <laughs> they had they wrote that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm trying to make the effect come up. I'm gonna try that again. You're better than that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Speaking of Bono, I think we have some audio to play. We do. Uh, Bono got together a cast of uh, singers and performers uh, to for a commencement. Uh, for uh, with, with his, I'm trying to pull up the story here. My printed him more today. Uh, it's a cover of "Beautiful Day," and this was during the uh, "Son of a Bitch." It's a lot, you son of a bitch. Here it is. <laughs> of the, I, this is why I don't use laptops yeah. for my prep work. I use God paper. Damn it, I don't use a computer. I, I, son of a bitch. <laughs> An oil depot is pulled up in Iraq, but I have to use my goddamn computer. To tell you, because the scrolling is not working on the teleprompter. <laughs> Goddamn word. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Oil refinery in Iraq. I know that. <laughs> That's highlighted. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> it affects broadcasters of all levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyhow, it's called the Dear Class of 2020 Special, the four-hour celebration advertised and appearance by Phineas and Company, the producer and songwriter. Of, uh, of um... Billie Eilish? Yes. God oh. damn it. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> What's her name? Baggy clothes. She's talented. <laughs> thought it was Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. 
a remix of U2's 2000 hit with a roster that included uh, Coldplay's Chris Martin, uh, Camila Cabello, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, Tovlo Ka- uh, Khaled, uh, Leon Bridges, a bunch of people. Yep. And a bunch of people I don't know. Uh, prior to the rendition, Bono himself addressed the class of 2020. Do we have that part? We do. Of it? We have that part, and then we have a little bit of a, a, a piece of that, and we have some of the music. All right. All right which one do you want? We got the music first, or no, his uh, speech, his mini commencement speech. Here we go. After 244 years striving for freedom, sometimes marching, sometimes protesting, sometimes on your knees, sometimes taking the knee, you get there. I don't know how, but I know who. You, you can vault the barricades of bigotry and with your vote you can dismantle institutions that uphold that bigotry and are in your way you can enter america we will all enter with you but it's going to be you and that that is going to be a beautiful day uh he was saying there were there were storm clouds over dublin when you two recorded beautiful day things were not as they might have been, but the song was not a description of where we were at. It was a prayer for where we could go, and a dream like America is a dream of where we might be. Uh, so we have a clip of the music, and I haven't heard this yet, so I'm interested to uh, check this out. And it's done. You're there. out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck You're not moving I love that song. Yeah. Love That's a great song. That song. They opened, and then that tour, they opened with that song. Yeah. That was so cool. So I loved Bono's commencement speech that he did a few years ago. Was that at a local university, Steve, do you recall? I think it was, yeah. Okay. We have the audio if you want to hear it. Sure. Let's go for it. You're, You're going to do, do it. it. Give, Give you, you any chance, you'll take it. it. Give you any rule, you're going to break it. it. You're, You're going to make, make your, your dreams come true. Doing, doing it, it your, your way. way. Nothing's, Nothing's going to turn, turn you back now. Straight ahead because you're, you're on the track, track now. You're, you're going to make, make your dreams come true. Doing, doing it your way. way. And there's, there's nothing, nothing you won't try. You, you never heard the word impossible. impossible. This, this time, time there's, there's no stopping you. you. You're, you're going to do it. Because... Believe it or not, you're walking on air. You never thought you could feel so free. E.E. Flying away on a, on a wing and a prayer. Ooh, could this be me? It's the greatest American heroes, and that's what you are. You, every one of you. Wow. Amazing that he'll it's do these beautiful. speeches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like he ripped off a few theme songs, but mm-hmm. the, the, the sentiment is very profound. Agreed. Whether you're Laverne and Shirley or the greatest American hero. Either one. Old TV shows. <laughs> the kids, they love them. <laughs> uh, this is sad news. Bonnie Pointer 
Uh, one of the founding members of the group, the Pointer Sisters, passed away uh, yesterday, according to her sister, Anita Pointer. She was 69 years old. Uh, Anita said, our family is devastating on behalf of my siblings and I, and the entire Pointer family. We ask for prayers at this time. Uh, Bonnie died of cardiac arrest. Uh, the four Pointer Sisters began singing together more than 50 years ago in their hometown church in Oakland, where their father was uh, the minister or a minister. Uh, Bonnie and her youngest sister, June, started singing together professionally in 1969. They later recruited older sisters, Anita and Ruth, to join them before debuting their first album together in 1973. Uh, In her statement, Anita credited Bonnie for the success of their musical family. She said the Pointer Sisters never would have happened had it not been for Bonnie. So sad News. Very sad, the yeah. Sisters, yeah. My mom loved and loves the Pointer Sisters, and when we were kids, we'd drive around in the minivan, and she had that cassette player in the, in the Grand Caravan, and we just we would listen to the Pointer Sisters over and over and over again, and they, like they hold up. If you listen to the Pointer Sisters now, that music is I, timeless. It's it's great. I think we have a, 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 two clips. Do we have them over? We, we do. And I didn't know if these were songs or just clips of her talk. I, I, well, I, I don't the, know these songs if they are songs. Well, there's there's a, there's her with the with the Pointer Sisters. The song is "Yes We Can." Okay. Wait, yes, we, we can. Can I should say. June Pointer, the youngest sister, she had died in uh, 2006. She had uh, she had cancer. I don't know what type mm. of cancer, but she was taken. And then there's another song, Heaven Must Have Sent You. This was a crossover hit for Bonnie herself. Okay. Disco man. Could ever make a comeback? I never say never. It's such a fun sound. Or I, it is. I'm telling you, I like to. When I told him when we're working on crossword puzzles, <laughs> I like to put disco on, man. It is. It's fun to sing along to. Wait, um, crossword puzzles or just puzzles? not crossword puzzles? I'm sorry, puzzles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's my thinking music. <laughs> disco. <laughs> By the way, their biggest hits uh, as a group were "Jump for My Love," "Automatic." Uh, Fire, they did a cover of, uh, remember Bruce Springsteen? Mm-hmm. Uh, Fire and had a huge hit with that. Uh, He's So Shy, remember that? Slow He's Hand, so... another one. I'm So Excited was massive yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Neutron Dance was another really, really big Beverly one. Hills Cop, right? Or yep. Mm-hmm. Cop yeah. Two, yeah. So sad news. Five uh, letter word for music from the 70s. Why can't I think of it? <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> so, <laughs> you mean? Yeah, doing a crossword puzzle. <laughs> All right. Uh, one last story. Ozzy Osbourne's son Jack told the IPA News Agency that how his father is handling the coronavirus crisis, saying he's just bored. Uh, he was going to go back into the studio and start work on another album, and that got all shut down, especially because of his producer, Andrew Watt. He had COVID, and yet he has a really hard time with it. He's had a hard time with it. <clears throat> with uh, When the pandemic struck, 
Ozzy just released his first solo album in a decade, Ordinary Man, which he recorded late last year while recovering from surgery and related illnesses. A legendary heavy metal singer had previously canceled all of his 2019 tour plans, although rescheduling them for 2020 is not likely to pan out. Last month, Jack had said that Ozzy would probably retire within the next five to ten years. Huh. <clears throat> but Ozzy, who turned 71 last December, has repeatedly said that he is not calling it quits, despite the fact that his No More Tours 2, uh, whenever it ends up happening, is being billed as his last major global track. He had intimated that he's he's perhaps looking at a career shift and would like to leave music and become a highlight player. Highlight yeah, player yeah. down in Florida. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Possibilities are endless. I mean, it seems physically demanding, but uh, never say never with uh, Ozzy. And that is what I have in music news. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, get ready to wrap the whole thing up in a nice little bow for you. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Pearl Jam. Larkin Poe. Rival Sons. We move through the world like shooting stars across the sky. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Beautiful song, 93.3 WMMR, and learn to fly. Uh, it is 1041 as we are wrapping today's radio program up. And uh, Tuesday now, a thing in the past as far as our workday goes. Yours, not too far off from now. Tuesday's a... Uh, I've always felt the tough one to get past. And then Wednesday, we're halfway there. Boom, 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 boom. I think about that, and I think about your assessment, and I ask you to think about today. Today, you started... With absolutely no connection to any printer in the building. <laughs> and now you have connections to all of them. Thank you to Ryan Shuttleworth in our uh, Yay, IT department. Ryan. He has now connected me to every <laughs> printer in Balakinwood. So no matter what, I will be able to print whatever I need to print. You can actually print to the printer at uh, Panera on okay. City Line. Oh, cool. right. yeah. So I'll send something over there yeah. and maybe they'll be happy about it. Dude, I did that one time. I printed something up. I don't know if it was in this building or where I was, but I had to like go all over an office building looking to where <laughs> to I put it. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up it was in a doctor's office. Where <laughs> what was I? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't here, was it? Mm, give me a second to all think right. about it because I, I was like, okay, I don't I have no idea where this went. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh the only guest we had on today to thank was uh, Mrs. Michelle Keating, math teacher from Glassboro High School. And uh she's been there for thirty three years. She's been teaching for thirty seven. Super nice woman. Uh, and no plans to hang it up anytime soon, man. She's still going great guns. Nor should she. She and obviously is making a difference there. They love her. Uh, Kennett High School in Kennett Square, you are up next. So just text the word teacher if you're a student there, if you work there. Um, and that's all you got to do. Text the word teacher to 39333. We send you the link on uh, how to fill out uh, the person that you want to win that award. And we'll do it tomorrow morning. And we only have a couple more to go because 
Uh, we wrap it up on Friday. Hi there, Pierre. Why, good day then. How you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Another Excellent. lovely day. Excellent. Although, yep. I guess it's going to be a little warmer today, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, like 90. Yeah. Great yesterday, though, man. Man, wasn't it perfect? So nice, yeah. yeah. Windows down, listen perfect. to MMR kind of a day. It was. Well, every day is the windows down. Uh, listen to MMR. Well, yeah. Even in the dead of winter. winter. Yeah. <laughs> Even in a blizzard. You're yeah. right. Open your yeah. sunroof. Right. Um, like I do in yes. a rainstorm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> do you know that uh, on the, on hurricane day or whatever, that, we had that little thing yeah. last week? Yeah. So um, I get a text from the Tesla service department. Um, and they go... Reminding you to close your windows? Pierre, there's a little storm coming. Oh, that's <laughs> that was, is customer service, man. It was hysterical. Um, oh, I love it. We, don't wanna, we love you, but we don't want to see you that soon. Uh, so please remember to close your sunroof. There is a storm coming. That's how you keep uh, your customers. That's how you keep your customers. So. That's funny. Right. Uh, and I, in turn, have been calling every one of my listeners to tell them to wind up their windows. <laughs> Good yes. call. Yeah. Good call everybody for yeah. sure. Well, I only have two, so it doesn't take long. <laughs> uh, so, but um, I'm thankful for those two. Nice. Uh, Want to take care of our business here? Yes. All right, let's do this. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. A as in absolutely. All right. And we got three more to go after this one. And we are giving away a $250 Meineke gift card for the location in the Mayfair section of Northeast Philadelphia. And they're offering 25% off to any customer who has had their catalytic converter stolen or cut off their vehicle. Uh, They helped out uh, local favorite Nick's Roast Beef during this pandemic. And they want to make the the same offer to all Philadelphians. Meineke and Mayfair want you to know that they are here for you during this rough time. We'll help you in any way they can. That's Meineke at 6140 Frankfurt Avenue. So we're going to give that away on Friday. Uh, got some good stuff planned for today? Indeed so. We have yes. a workforce blocks of ACDC, um, Don Henley. It could be a nice day to play the boys of summer. Uh, we also have a workforce block of Muse for Matt Bellamy's birthday. And it's Double Shot Tuesday. So lots of double shots throughout the day. Many of them will be you call it. And the vinyl cut all ahead. Speaking of boys in summer, uh, of summer, I saw David was sickening uh, of the Hooters yesterday. They do an incredible version of that, and I meant to tell you this earlier, Preston. But Davey says hi. He's, oh. He hopes everybody at MMR is doing well. He was driving in one direction in Wayne. I was walking in oh, the really? other direction. He yeah. stopped. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's such a nice guy, and yeah. I meant to bring this up hours ago, and I totally forgot. So hey to Dave and uh, and hi to the Hooters. Love there you go. Guys. Cool. Yeah, excellent. Cool. All right, uh, let's see. Tomorrow on the program, it is a Wednesday. We'll go live on Fox Good Day. We'll have a secret text word, and we will have joining us as a guest, Mary Lou Henner wow. uh, from Taxi Fame and many other things as well. And one of the more intriguing things about her is she essentially, it's not exactly a photographic memory, but it's pretty damn close. She remembers everything about every day of her life. It's crazy. So we're actually wow. going to review the last interview we had with her. Yeah. So she remembers yeah. it. To see what she remembers about yeah. it. Because, yeah. and, and she is... Uh, she was one of like twelve people highlighted on the sixty minutes episode that have this uncanny ability. Yeah, so we'll have her on tomorrow. Uh, the President Steve Show also brought to you today by Duncan the Official Coffee, the President Steve Show, and by Acme Markets Fresh Food fru- Foods, local flavors. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We shall see you tomorrow. Bye bye. President Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Hey everybody. It's good. 
The Preston and Steve Love You Hate You Line. What the f- man? Talking about smashing ball sacks together on the air? Man, I knew you were weird, but I didn't think you were that weird. Next message. Be honest. How many of you tried to put your fist in your mouth? And how many of you enjoyed it? Next message. If I have to listen to one more thing about the mother Kardashian, I'm going to lose my mind. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, listen, we know not everybody is super interested in the intricacies of MOBAs or how to dive into the bot lane. That's why we've got Checkpoint AFK, the podcast that lets you know everything that matters to gamers away from the keyboard, whether it's movies, TV, or social issues. So if you want to listen in on the conversation, make sure you check us out. Checkpoint AFK on B-Pod Studios, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to you.